And we are live WrestleFurious Podcast episode 102, hosted by myself, Charlie, and special guest co-host Phil Lindsay. Going to do our usual AEW Dynamite review, uh, which came with quite a lot of talking points, to say say the least. Uh, We'll probably touch on the CM Punk interview as well, because, of course, but First thing first, please like, subscribe, send any super chats with any questions, any takes that you have, turn on the post notifications. Hope everyone's doing well. So I'm with my fellow co-host, starting with the special guest co-host, Phil Lindsay. How are you doing, brother? Uh, I'm good. A little, uh, little bit of annoyances, but I'll survive. Oh, you know, it's uh, live throws those uh, curveballs at us, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> sometimes you have those days, but Charlie... How are you doing today on this fine Thursday evening? Doing pretty good. Had the week off work. The one time that I could actually watch Dynamite Live and still sleep decently, I fell asleep before it even started. So <laughs> I rewatched today and I gotta say, rewatching without like the live tweets from everyone else is quite pleasant. So I might end up doing that more often. But yeah, ready for the podcast. I have some things to say about some topics. I'm sure people can guess on what, but this should be a fun one. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a lot, a lot of talking points. But, um, you know, when you're watching Dynamite and you're not scrolling Twitter at the same time and you can really lock mm-hmm. in, whether it's AEW, WWE, New Japan, CML, whatever you decide to watch, it is always like a little bit better because you can just lock in properly for it. Yeah. Um, a lot to lock in for for this Dynamite, though, like I said. Loads of talking points, you know. Uh, obviously, the Ric Flair, the Kenny Omega, MJF match being official. Uh, some good, some bad, as you can already tell. <laughs> but yeah, AW Dynamite kicked off with MJF opening up with a promo. Uh, he's immediately interrupted by the Kingdom and Roddy Strong, who uh, decide it's in their best interest to offer their offer their help to Max. But he he declines and he wheels off Roderick Strong out of out of shot, which uh, he created quite a good few memes, you know. <laughs> but. You know, Roddy got Roddy out of there, and then MJF locks in. He gets really serious. He puts a serious problem on Jewish Robinson because, of course, there's a lot there. And uh, you know, there was a few lines. Or I think he said, uh, "There's a bullet with your name on it." You know, uh, but yeah, he locked in serious promo. And the, the start of the show was just completely taken over by MJF. Really, and like the first what thirty-five minutes or so, there was the match. There was all the afters. There was the Kenny match. So uh, just to go through it, bullet points. Uh, MJF versus Juice, you know, MJF was locked in, pissed off, proper babyface performance, but with some, like, you know, some heel tactics, but he used them with, like, a little charm, you know, that's what MJF's mm-hmm. kind of been doing lately. Juice got busted open, uh, and there was all kinds of interferences from the Bullet Club Gold, of course. Um, but, yeah, eventually MJF won with Diamond Diamond Ring and the Heat Seeker. He's attacked after by Bullet Club Gold. There's a failed kingdom save to come down with the giraffe and Roddy in the wheelchair. <laughs> then the clowns make the actual save. Uh, BC Gold kind of get out of there, go to the top of the ramp. And yeah, Jay White basically challenges MJF to a four on four, um, which leaves MJF the choice of whose partners are going to be. And there in the ring, he kind of rejected both the acclaimed and the kingdom. But uh, as he's walking off, he's confronted by Kenny Omega, who challenges him to an AEW world title match and he accepts and we're getting it this Saturday on Collision. So a lot there that I just went through. Phil, what did you think of MJF's kind of, you know, it was kind of like his own show for like the first 40 minutes or so, wasn't it? It was uh, MJ, MJF first, not the coach. Yeah, definitely. MJF first. Um, 30 minutes of him was a lot. I feel like they could have stretched some of this across the show. 
mm-hmm. um, and it wouldn't have bothered me. And I mean, this was fine. Um, this definitely gave me the feelings of uh, afterwards, like, don't really like where this is going, man. Uh, and I was kind of on board at the beginning. I, I really like the idea of Jay White versus MJF at the pay-per-view. I think that's a good matchup. Um, don't like where this is going. I just feel like from from the quarters bit a few weeks ago on, this thing has been rolling downhill. And um, the second they did that quarters thing to add heat to this this Max and Juice thing, I was like, all right, well, Juice is losing this match. He can't win this match after, you know, mm-hmm essentially uh, making it seem like he was going to commit a hate crime on the guy. So he could not win this match. So I knew he was losing, but I was just like, all right. And so the other thing that happened in this 30 minutes is he also set up the tag match for the ring of honor titles at full gear with the guns. Um, It very much feels like to me watching this. And for the last two weeks that this guy is just going to beat all four members of this stable and make them look like losers. And I am not on board for that at all. (laughs) It's not like it's needed. So MJF doesn't need to really face the guns, you know, it's not, no, he doesn't it, but that's what it feels like. It feels like he's just going to go through and beat all four of these guys. Um, It's going to beat the guns in a, in a handicap match, probably at the pay-per-view. And it's very much looking like he's going to beat Jay White. Um, I was on the fence about this for the last few weeks, but that Kenny promo sealed it for me. I really feel like he's going to beat him. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me at all at this point, you know. But um, one thing I did miss as well, as well as the tag match that you mentioned, was the uh, the devil. The devil showed up after the, oh, yeah. the opening promo. Yeah. Um, again, still no real indications of who it is, you know, from what we've been showing. Of course, we've all got our guesses that, you know... Uh, Um, have I cut out? Yeah, Did I cut out? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, who do we think the devil is? Any, any, any educated guesses? Anything like that? You know, mm. might as well throw some guesses out there. People in the chat are saying pong. Oh, come on, man. No. <laughs> nah, that, come that'd on. be the craziest swerve in the world. Uh, it still seems like it's Adam Cole to me. The fact that he was not there again this week, and the devil appeared again, seems to point to him. Um. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the only real interesting. Um, I I mean, it could be Jungle Boy as well. That'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> if but... it's Jack Perry, that would be so funny. Wow, <laughs> that would be man, so that's... funny because I know how much money would hate it. <laughs> it makes some good content for us. No, I was honestly thinking like when I was seeing people kind of guess, and it was like, if it's not Adam Cole, I don't know who it could be without me being like somewhat disappointed. You know, mm-hmm. just thinking. I, like, I don't well, think Jack. I don't think Jack would be disappointing for me, depending on how they do this. Um, hmm. If he comes but, in with a faction, that could be interesting. Well, yeah, you know would be in the faction. Well, he had the other four guys with him when they beat down yeah. Jay White. Um, I'm guessing, based off of the other promo we got tonight, that one of those guys was probably Wardlow. Um, <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hmm. Mm, oh, I just like to annoy people, so I'm still going with the fact that it's the war dogs until proven otherwise. So I'm sticking <laughs> with my You're gonna be riding it out until the very end, probably. Absolutely. It's Finlay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just David Finlay. Like, that's why you had to drop the belt. You had stuff to do yeah, in AEW, man. <laughs> we got some guesses. Yeah, uh, uh, what we got? 
Yeah. I still think it's Adam Cole at this point. Adam Cole. I'm not convinced it's Adam Cole unless they plan to have this go on for a while. Because, like, (laughs) it's I did tweet the other day. It's now obviously Sky Blue after her fucking Instagram post about the masked things or whatever. (laughs) So if it's Sky Blue, I also called that. It's definitely not, but. Imagine it would be very funny. <laughs> um, I, I've got David no clue. Where, but I, I'm kind of, yes, <laughs> I'm kind of hoping it is Adam Cole, and it's just kind of it just mm. goes down that route, you know. He's, he's gonna be Jack out Perry. Uh, he is. <laughs> I, <laughs> so but see, this is why I'm saying I very much believe they have jumped the shark with the with the MJF stuff. I don't think mm. that they have pivoted well. I think it was very clear that they had planned for Adam Cole to beat him until he got injured. And now mm. they've had to yeah. pivot, and I don't think that uh, they have pivoted very well. well. The war dogs are in America right now, so if they're pivoting <laughs> to something, bro, just put the call in. They're there for three weeks. Reveal it at full gear. It's fine. I mean, it'll, it'll make Charlie very happy, you know? It would pop I mean, huge. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I could get beyond them being part of a group in AEW, you know. Um, but yeah, the, like I said, the match itself, the match itself, uh, I liked it. You know, I like I I the vibe MJF came in with, you know, obviously he was understandably very fired up and pissed off and he done a good job of kind of uh, displaying that throughout the match. You know, it got off to a hot, a hot start with MJF just jumping him. Uh, he got juice out of juice, you know. Um mm-hmm. And and yeah, he was just he was just on fire, you know. So uh, good stuff from good stuff from MJF. What did you guys think of the match itself? Yeah, I thought the match was good. I enjoyed the match itself. I just afterwards, I just got that uh that weary feeling like, oh, he's gonna beat all of them, isn't he? I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this was a good match. I enjoyed this, and I thought uh I thought Max did a good job of coming in with heat. Um, based off of the quarters bit and using that to come in as a fiery baby face. I thought he good, did a good job of using his heel stuff this time around as a baby face and the crowd liked it. Um, there was a lot to like about the first 30 minutes. I just am mm-hmm. um, very worried about where we're going for the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Yeah. Um, I did think that it was a lot, you know. It was it's like... I, I I went through a lot and it's like then I forgot the devil thing, I forgot the tag <laughs> belt thing, you know, it's like there was so much and as Phil said very early on, like, you know, they probably could have done with spreading it out a bit if they did want to do all that, mm-hmm. you know, last yeah. night. So um you know, MJF he, he gets his minutes, brother. He's he's good for the quarters. I haven't actually seen the quarter hours for today. <laughs> I know the rating I know the rating wasn't too great, but I don't I'm not it sure was, how it's uh, fascinating. <laughs> Oh man, we'll, we'll, we'll talk Charlie, I guess. <laughs> MGF did great in the quarters. I will be no, great. He, on doesn't that. he did me. great. Doesn't but surprise me. At all. The drop off for the tag match was something else. <laughs> but yeah, still kind of. Well, definitely talking of the MGF first. We had the Wardlow mm-hmm. video package, and you know, just kind of him explaining how he's just you know he's he's, he's pissed sitting back on the sidelines watching MJF, his arch nemesis, basically rise up to become. You know, the fans' favourite, number one babyface in the company, main event in Wembley and doing all these things. So, you know, obviously it's a good thing for him to justify his uh, his plans, not quite his actions just yet. I'm sure we're going to get to that. But um, I'm, I'm all for giving Wardlow like another chance. I know a lot of fans have kind of wrote him off, mm-hmm. but uh, 
you know, I, I think I think Wardlow can be saved. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, this I, sit down was decent. Like this is like what probably the best promo he's ever cut. To be honest. Yeah, I I I liked it. Um, I I came away from it like, hey, this guy's right. Um, <laughs> at the point. Yeah. Um, it was very logical. And uh, he he uh, he had a lot of good emotion because I think the thing that I didn't like about him as a baby face is he just all of the edge that he has at a heel when he was coming out and he was um he was doing all of the uh the the powerbomb symphony and he he looked cool as a baby face it was just like none of this feels cool this guy feels mm-hmm. very way too lax it just feels like come on man give it to me like what are we doing like the what sealed it for me was being in that press conference after he won at uh i think that was double or nothing and no it was revolution won a revolution and hobbs comes in there with the big golden donut and he slams it on the table and he cuts his great promo and then warlow just kind of looks and it's like yeah i like that that's cool and i was like what <laughs> like get this guy what do you mean like <laughs> what do you mean and so i'm glad we're back to him at least showing some edge showing some fire um hopefully they do something cool with him mm-hmm. yeah ho- hopefully they can uh Hopefully, if they do heat him up again, it doesn't, you know, it's not all for kind of basically nothing because last time it was definitely squandered, you know. Um, but yeah, Wardlow, we'll see, we'll see where it goes this time. Next up, we had Hook, the uh, Hook and Rob Van Dam tag teaming again. Good vibes. They defeated the Dark Order, um, <laughs> and uh, you know. You got Rob Van Dam's entrance, you know. It's always it's always a pop to see that on TV, you know. Him and Hook together, it's you know, it's uh, the novelty of it still is you know pretty new and stuff like that. But you know, it was just kind of kind of a match that was kind of there, really, wasn't it? I don't know what you guys think, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, the match happened. I don't really think much of it, to be honest. I don't enjoy Dark. Or- I'm sure the people watching know that I do not enjoy Dark Order in 2023 because they've not been booked to give me a reason to but I think my favorite part about this was um the fact that after the match Hook got so giddy that he like broke character and smiled and they called it out on commentary I thought that was lovely so that was the best part of this for me yeah dark order I thought you said dark order in 2023 where are you at (laughs) um this was fine. It felt very much like filler. It felt like a way to get Hook and RVD on the show, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. But um, I just feel like they've got to figure out a way uh, to book Hook better, man. Because it's yeah. like people want to see Hook. Um, you you went through this whole thing with Jack to give this guy a storyline and give him some kind of rival because he didn't have it, have that at all his first time around as FTW champion. And now you're starting to go in the same direction where it's just like, hey, just put him on TV for the pops. Like, mm-hmm. no, give this guy some storylines. Give this guy something. Give him, I don't know, give him some feuds. Mm. I don't know. Hopefully they kind of tease the Wheeler Uta thing at the end. Like, I'm yeah, sure we'll did. talk about it, but I hope they actually go with that because that could be real interesting to see. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few interesting cards on the table, you know, but um, we'll see, you know, we'll see. I'm going to take a quick, 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 quick break to do some Super Chats. Jacob Donnelly, $5. Appreciate you, as always. TK celebrating the return of TNA by throwing Christian Sting and Ric Flair in the same <laughs> segment. <laughs> Something like that. 
in the uh... <laughs> something like that we're going to get to that segment very uh pretty short I think Andrew the Giant five pounds appreciate you as always just back from Impact in Glasgow God bless <laughs> show was great Leon Slater wrestled Frankie Kazarian he's incredible yeah. he's uh he's very impressive you know uh, yeah. we said it when we was interviewing when you watch a show with him on it these Rev Pro shows or whatever it is or even an Impact show it's like you do kind of you remember what you saw when you watch him wrestle you know yeah. he's uh he leaves his mark so I'm like- sure uh just cool. not even like he's great as a wrestler, but he's so good at getting the crowd behind him as well. Like I was at the British Jacob where he won it, and everyone wanted Slater to win. Like they did last year as well, to be fair. But like the whole crowd was basically there for him. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's really good. The the most shocking thing from what we got from when we interviewed him is that um, he started wrestling when he was nine. I so know, he's nineteen. I, he's nineteen, crazy. and he's been wrestling. He's been hitting those ropes for ten years already. You know, um... <laughs> he didn't. That's crazy. <laughs> it's the more you watch him, it kind of makes sense because he does have yeah. really good fundamentals and stuff, as well as being like an impressive flyer. You know, but uh, mm-hmm. enough of Leon Slayer. Shout out Frankie Kazarian as well. Always a fan mm-hmm. of Kaz. You know, um, but yeah, man, good stuff. Hope you had a good time, Andrew. Uh, Yakim Noah. Noah. More bad, $5. Appreciate you. Summer Slam in Cleveland. You guys think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I've never um, been, brother. He's, he's doing a great bit here of uh, Joachim Noah, who was a Chicago Bull, former Chicago Bill, hated Cleveland. <laughs> so he's doing a bit of, I think Cleveland, you, th- you guys think Cleveland's cool? And the answer to that is no, I do not think Cleveland's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Even too many bits in these live chat. Well, there's never such. There's no such thing as too many bits, but you know, uh, Wilches and five dollars. Appreciate you. Uh, I loved the show yesterday, but the forty-five, but the forty-five and older club is killing me in a funny way. I mean, mm. fair enough. You know, I can't really. I can't. I can't. I can't dispute that too much. To be honest. Um, Town Spurs ten dollars. Appreciate appreciate you as always. My case for Jack is that it was MJF who turned him heel by telling him he will never win without cheating during the double or nothing feud. But the problem is, is he ready for this moment? I don't know. Um, it, it makes sense yeah. for it to be Jack. There, there's, yeah. a, there's a case for it to be Jack. I know, but the uh, second part is what I kind of worry about, you know. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that's kind of where my concern is. I don't know if, you know, like Jack Perry leading like a main event heel group. I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll give him a mouthpiece. I don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, but that's just me and I don't know shit. So, uh, Will choose and $5. Appreciate you. Hook pop a year ago and he's popped. Now he's scary. That boy was mega over last year. Yeah, he's definitely nowhere near where he, where he was at. But, um, yeah, he's, he's another one. Obviously, we spoke about Wardlow. He's like, people still like to see Hawk, and, you know, there was even evidence of that last night, but it's not the same, you know? Uh, he, he was like, he was a lot of people's rookie of the year and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, Hawk, man. Uh, I, I am a fan of him still. There's still, I still think there's still loads and loads and loads of potential there with him, and he's still young as fuck. So, again, another one. We'll see. You know? <laughs> Back to uh, back to Dynamite, we had the latest Tony Storm silent film, and uh, I've already, I said last week or the week before, it's like I, I'm kind of already over this. I think it's uh, they've kind of they've turned the key too far, you know. Um, 
mm-hmm. it's 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 a bit too much for me because the thing with character development, even if you do find it entertaining and funny and whatnot, and you know, I'll, I'll never hold it against someone if they do. You know, it's like everyone wants different things. Um, but it's like the thing with doing these character developments is like ideally they're supposed to make. I'm meant to be more interested in wanting to see these characters wrestle for this development. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But with this Tony Storm stuff, it's just kind of say for the sake of it at this point you know there's kind of filling tv time and she's just kind of getting the shit off you know and um it's not really making me more interested in seeing a wrestle you know uh i'll always say in, in from her performance side of it you know of what i've said from i've said for weeks that you know i'll always kind of i respect and rate the the effort and commitment to the mm-hmm. character that she's doing it's just uh it's not making me more interested in seeing a wrestle so I may find myself in the minority on that. I'll uh, I'll stand my ground on that. But that's where I'm at, Phil. Where where are you with the Tony Storm? Um, whatever we want to call this, you know, the the actress, the, the silent you know. film stuff. Um, the silent films are can be very hit or miss. I popped really hard this week that um, Luther ended up in Luther, the snake. I was yeah. like, they're going to find a way to get Luther on TV, buddy. Um, and uh, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good for what it was. I thought uh, her coming out after the women's match was infinitely better. Her uh, overreacting and like the cutbacks to Sheeta were way, way better. Very, very funny to me. Um mm-hmm. The, I mean, there are weird things from this silent film that were funny, like her taking that huge bite out of Clementine with the skin on it still. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think she's killing that. I think the character stuff is good, but I think that mm-hmm. you've got to nail down what the direction is for her. That's all. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And obviously, we kind of got a glimpse into what. Yeah. So, but at the same time, it's like, do I want to see her with the world title while she's doing this? You know, it's like I don't know. You know, uh, Charlie, where mm. you at? Where, where are we at with? Tony I Storm? said a couple of weeks ago when this like it might have been the last time Phil was on with us actually that sometimes with these gimmicks they jump the gun too quick and they don't let them play out, and they've done the the exact same thing with this one. They've kind of poured too much gasoline on the fire, and it's like I don't know. It's gone it's too quickly. They, they, they've not let it develop naturally for me. I think some of it's really good, and I like the character like as a whole, but these silent films aren't really for me. Maybe it's, like, do they play them in picture or picture or something? Like, or do we just, or are they just playing? I they like, did one of the weeks. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if they did this week. Uh, what was it for you, yeah. Phil? Was it in picture in picture, or was it just part of the broadcast? Or? Um, it was probably the broadcast live, but I, mm. I, I think it's usually in picture and picture. And I think yeah. that's kind of the point of it to have her like off to the side next to the, next yeah. to the commercial doing something zany, which works. Um, yeah, I think it works for that. But, um, I do think it'll be interesting to see her like going for the title with this character. I don't know whether I want to see this iteration of the character with the title. Cause like the silent film stuff is just a bit much for me. Like, I don't know. I liked it when she was first introduced in the character, but it's kind of gone a little bit too much for me, yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, I think the interviews have been better. The interviews she yeah. does with RJ have been better than the, the silent pictures. But the silent picture stuff is just so over the top that it's just... I think it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like, what is this? like? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you actually think you're doing, Tony? She's just like, it's art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a... Uh... A lot of skits and stuff. It's like even the RJ stuff. I was kind of like, all right, 
you know, you know, what's what's the point of this? <laughs> we, we got it the first time, the second time, the third time. I, mean, I think she's done like three or four sitcoms with RJ, and then now we've had like two or three of these silent films, and it's like, okay, you know, yeah, we get it. I, she's gone mad, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the telling thing about it is, and this is where I will jump in defense of people that are like, there should be more than two women's matches a week. Um, what she's doing clearly gets over better in front of the crowd. And so mm-hmm. I think you've got to find a way to give her stuff to do in ring. Cause I mean, yeah, the silent film stuff is fine, but I, I think the, 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 the whole, the, the, the appeal of this should be putting her in front of the crowd. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a got a different, definitely got to navigate out to like translate it more into like in ring stuff. Like you said, so, um, but people, obviously, Tony Storm, she can go. We all know that. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it will fall into place. I, I've, I do have some faith in it. You know, um, yeah. I mean, the good news about this is that she is going to have a match at Full Gear. That's the right move to go with this mm-hmm. gimmick. She's got to be. She's got to have a match in LA. It just makes too much sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, shoot. Yeah, definitely. Especially after last night with after the uh, after the women's title match and stuff. So. Uh, definitely. Uh, we've got a quick super chat done. Man's five dollars. Appreciate it. Yeah, Sting versus Ric Flair in his last match. This is wrestling, Barry. Real grabs his back. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> all right, let's talk about it because that is next. Tony Khan's gift for Sting. We was guessing all week about it. We even done a show yesterday, thinking you know, like done done some final guesses. I done a tweet on the Wrestle Purist account, and people were guessing a range of things like you know, AEW Hall of Fame first inductee. Uh, Picking the city and venue for his last match at Revolution next year. Um, what else was there? There was a few other things, you know, sentimental things, stuff like that. And uh, there was a couple jokes. <laughs> uh, I think he was a friend of the channel, Jenny Omega, said uh, Tony Khan's one free pass to use Ric Flair. And uh, it was all ha ha's and lols and all that stuff at the time. But it was Ric Flair. Tony Khan's gift for Sting was. Ric Flair there live in the flesh making his AEW debut appearance and um, of course this comes with controversy it's always it's definitely going to be devices online because Rick definitely does have quite the uh, quite the past and he has that past has definitely came with some accusations ring documentary that was uh, I think it was last year 2022 mm-hmm. And uh, since then, it's always kind of been a touchy subject of whether like, should AEW bring him in, should they, should they give him a chance. And for the longest time, obviously, they decided against it. You know, um, at the time of Dark Side of the Ring, that was around the time AEW were seriously considering bringing him, and they fought against it for uh, you would assume that reason. So, um, listen, I love Sting, and they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of history, and the wrestling fan inside of me, of course, will you know has you know holds a very lot dear spot for Ric Flair, of course, for everything that he's done in the business, you know. Uh, but I d- I don't think this was kind of the the way Tony Khan should have gone, especially after you know his his tweet rants and stuff the past couple mm. of weeks where he was talking about mm. Vince McMahon's allegations and accusations, and you know getting his tweets off and using them when you know when. It's just obviously it comes across very hypocritical now, and that's been pointed out by many people, you know. Uh, and even outside of, you know, erase the tweets from it, of course, even outside of Tony Khan's Twitter antics and stuff like that that make it seem extra hypocritical, it's just kind of 
I don't know. There wasn't really a crying need for it, you know. Um, I think he, I think Tony Khan's rationale behind it was probably when Hogan got mentioned the other week by Sting, everyone booed him, you know. And that's obviously, you know, Tony, no, uh, Hulk Hogan, he's nuclear, can't go near him, and obviously they couldn't anyway. But Ric Flair got a lot of cheers, even though obviously he's, you know, he's got his accusations and stuff like that as well, and that maybe made him feel a bit more comfortable to do it, but. It doesn't change anything, you know. The reasons why the reasons why they didn't bring him in for dark from after Dark Side of the Ring, none of those things have really changed, you know. Um, he still has allegations and accusations against him outside of the ones that were mentioned on Dark Side of the Ring. So um, Tony Khan knew all this going in, which kind of and he knows his audience as well, you know. Um, it's a it's it's a tough one to kind of throw around and talk about, you know. Uh, Charlie, hmm. the only lady on the panel. I'll throw it to you first. Where do you find yourself with this? Uh, you've, you've, of course, a controversial, divisive topic. Well, I don't think that they should have brought Ric Flair in at all, like for all the reasons you just listed. But also spending a week hyping up this gift that he has for Sting and then it just being fucking Ric Flair. It's like, hmm. ugh, I get why he's... Like, I'm not defending Tony when I say this, but I get why he hyped it up the way that he did. But this has not landed the way that he was hoping. Because everyone knows what a piece of shit Ric Flair is. Like, and people are going to talk about it. And, like, even with the tweets, like, bro, Tony has made himself look like a fucking idiot by doing this. Because he spent, like, 24 hours talking about the Vince allegations and using them for cheap Twitter pops. And now he's just rolled Ric Flair out in front of a crowd. Like you just look, he just looks dumb now. So I, I don't know. It really pissed me off that it was Ric Flair, but billionaires are gonna do what billionaires do. So yeah, yeah. so kind of a they do. What I have very strong feelings about this. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, every right to you know. Uh, a lot of people were very much like fuck Tony Khan. You know, I saw a lot of that yesterday. So you know, of course, that's always gonna come when you bring someone like that divisive. You know, uh, that's got allegations, accusations against the name into you promotion especially after you was kind of parading around the other week mm-hmm. about you know trying to uh you know dance all over the Vince thing and it's I don't know I don't know it's uh not what I think they needed to go with at this time you know again I love Sting and they've got a lot of they've got a lot of history you know but there's there's other there's other gifts you could have got Sting what do you think Phil uh I did not need this. I don't need Ric Flair on my TV. I believe that Dark Side of Ring episode was actually in 2021. So I think it was two years ago. Um, because I think some of it died down in the build up to his uh, last match, his uh, this last match, mm-hmm. um, which was last year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't need Ric Flair on my TV. And uh, judging by this, this segment, it leads me to believe that he will be back, that he's yeah. going to continue to he's be on tweet TV as well. Um, and yeah, he, cause he did say, you know, he's excited about his journey with AEW. So that leads me to believe he's going to continue to be on TV until Sting retires. And yes. not only is it a bad look to bring this guy in, but now you're talking about bringing him in continually for the next few months. Don't need it. Don't want it. I think it's a bad look for Tony. I think it's a bad look for the company. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, WWE has had him on since the, uh, dark mm-hmm. side of ring yeah. episode as well. But I just think, like you guys said, with him mentioning the Vince allegations, it just makes him look kind of daft. Um, 
<laughs> and so it's like, why would you do this? And this guy's not going to wrestle. I hope he's not wrestling. Um, Jesus Christ, I hope not. Um, so I I don't know where you go with this. Um, it definitely feels like they're leaning towards a tag match for for Sting's last match. Um, it mm. seems like Darby will be included. Um, it seems I kind of get the feeling that we might get uh, Copeland and Christian versus uh, Sting and Darby. I don't know why I keep getting that feeling because they keep adding uh, Copeland to the mm. mix. Sting cut the promo on, on Copeland backstage. Um, they're definitely still hammering home. You can't trust Christian. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Adam could turn heel and end up joining Christian. Yeah, uh, yeah there was a lot. Of, you know, Christian carries. There was other things from Pamela. Yeah, just uh, this wasn't a good. You know, there it, <laughs> this wasn't. Was it, was it, it was definitely a choice. You know, um, mm. yeah. the thing with the thing with um. You know, like our, our friend Park has mentioned this a few times, like even in private. It's like it's very annoying, especially you know, like it happens a lot in wrestling because unfortunately, a lot of wrestlers and people in wrestling are pieces of shit, you know, for multiple mm-hmm. different reasons. So you get these stories and accusations, whether they're old, new, fake, true. You know what I mean? Um, they're, they're all over the place in wrestling, and. Fans constantly, of course, have every right to bring up like accusations and allegations against people, but it's very annoying when you see people do it disingenuously and do it when it suits mm-hmm. them. And that's what kind of comes across now with Tony Khan because it just comes like, does Tony Khan really care about all these victims when he's making his tweets and he's making his jokes about Vincent Man? If he's just going to yeah. wheel out Ric Flair two weeks later, he comes across very, very disingenuous. So I completely understand why. Um, well, a lot of people are very, very like disappointed or mad about it or just let down by it, you know. Um, and on the flip side, you know, like, a lot of wrestling fans will be like, yeah, but it's Ric Flair, you know, and, you know, yeah. that's that's what that is, you know, and that's obviously kind of uh, the impression, I guess, Tony Khan's kind of got from it. I don't know. I'm not in Tony Khan's mind. I can't really explain his thinking because I'm quite baffled mm. by it. So, uh, <laughs> Ric Flair, he's... He's in the AEW that, world. That, men, man, that mentality just really annoys me, though, because to like it, it, wrestling's never going to be a safe space for women, especially because people are always going to go. But yeah, it's this wrestler. But yeah, it's this thing. It's like, bro, no, like these these people shouldn't be in in the industry. So, but if you yeah. wipe out all the terrible people in wrestling, there would be no wrestling industry. So it's a double edged sword. Yeah, I, I don't know the details of it, but I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, yeah, but the girl on Dark Side later, you know, uh, either like, took it back or they settled something or like something along those lines. I don't know. So I mean, excuse me, but like, that's not the only thing, you know? Like, I was about to you know, say, Rick, she's definitely that's, that's not the only one. <laughs> Rip Flair's got a, uh, you know, even even times where, he, you know, he, he said things, he's kind of incriminated himself unknowingly yeah. and stuff like that. So, uh, you yeah. know, he's... You know, some people will say it was different times, but that doesn't ever excuse it. You know, um, it we, we, that that uh, Teddy Long interview is still out there with. Um, exactly, that's another thing as well. There's, like, there's so just, many things that are incriminating about Rick. There's so. a lot. And I think the other thing that makes this odd is that the way he promoted this is, oh, this is unlike any gift anybody has ever received, and it's unlike anything we've ever seen in wrestling. And it's just Ric Flair. It's like, I, it's just Ric Flair. what? <laughs> I've seen Ric Flair for the last fucking. My whole life, you know, it's I've seen I've seen 
I've definitely seen enough of Ric Flair. We've definitely seen that. enough of Ric Flair. I'm sure there. Oh well, let me let me not. I was about to say I'm mm. sure there's a woman somewhere that's seen enough of Ric Flair as well. We don't. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, as much you know, it's, like I said, as as much admiration as I have for Ric Flair, the wrestler, and just purely the wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I just said, like we've all just said, oh, I've I've seen enough of him, and especially with certain things that I've come to like. With you know, we're meant to be in this uh, a progressive society, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's 2023. You know, we don't need uh, we don't need this. But anyway. Rick Flair did come out. Uh, he, he embraces with Sting, the hug and stuff. Talk a little bit about the history. Flair, of course, puts him over huge. And then Christian Cage crashes the party. Oh, God bless. Which is kind of uh, the, beauty, <laughs> the beauty of Christian Cage. You know, he comes out. Uh, one of my favourite lines was, if there was a guard, Rick Flair would have been dead 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, <sighs> This was, but yeah, Christian Cage is just being spiteful, ruining the moment, and this is basically all just to kind of set up the trio's match for full gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the challenge was laid out there, so we'll kind of see where this goes. I think, you know, uh, of course we're all hoping Ric Flair doesn't wrestle, but we are kind of assuming he will be sticking around, judge off uh, what we've seen, really, and of course Rick's tweet as well. Mm-hmm. I think he'll just be like ringside for this trio's match or something, you know, and he'll do like a woo or, you know, whatever the fuck. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, I I definitely think Christian saved the segment. Um, but yeah, I was not happy about seeing Ric Flair on our TV. I was just like, "Yep, that's that's enough of that. Let's just go ahead, and move forward, and go on to the next thing." Yeah, it's 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 tough, you know. Sometimes, yeah, it's it's really it's really like a disappointing thing that you have as a fan. So especially when you're not, if you go back and watch old shit because it's like you want to be able to enjoy. I'm like, I want to be able to enjoy. Two legends embracing each other. Ric Flair comes down. He's in his suit. He gives he gives Sting a little chop and stuff. Like I want to be able to like celebrate that on this podcast, but instead we have to talk about the kind of real life situation beyond. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. It's the it's the disappointing dilemma of being a wrestling fan. You know, it's uh, it's mm-hmm. it's just the way it goes. But you know, any whom's a couple more super chats before we move ahead. We'll cheers on ten dollars. All I'm going to say is, if you bring Ric Flair in, you can't play the high and mighty part no more. And then NXT had a bigger number this week. Karma told her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I mean, AEW, AEW and Tony Khan especially have definitely tried to portray themselves as the good guys, the guys that are always having yeah. to punch upwards and blah 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 blah. It's like you know, this makes it tough to keep that image intact. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And uh, NXT, yeah, they did. They had a bigger viewership. AEW did win the in the in the key demo, but only slightly mm-hmm. as well. Like that gap is well and truly closing, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, custodian Lexis King, one ninety nine. Appreciate you as always. Uh, catch me Tuesdays at NXT at NXT hashtag King Custodian. Um, <laughs> a lot of people talking about your debut for better and mm-hmm. worse. Or, uh, there you go. Will cheers and five dollars. Appreciate you. Get ready, y'all. First, Rick Flair, Tessa Blanchard is up next. Now come mm. back. Well, Tessa's uh Tessa's uh with CMLL, which uh AW is now partnering with. So she's these are the worries that somehow you you end up having after you see Rick Flair on an episode of Dynamite, you know? It's <laughs> I'm just retiring after this podcast. I've had enough. 
Yeah, wrestler's bad, you know. Um, wrestler's bad. <laughs> Piers, Piers Morgan, for fuck's sake, it's 199. <laughs> Ric Flair is a lovely man, a legend of the business. I mean, you know. These bits, bro, we get some real interesting ones. I mean, there's a lot of characters, you know, a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Jura's match for full gear, we'll see what happens. Uh, we have a sit down interview with Chris Jericho. You know, he's all beat up. He's the, he's the sympathetic baby face after Don Callis and Powerhouse Hobbs especially did a number on him. But, you know, Jericho is going to he's gonna go regroup and uh, he's going to make some calls because he's got some friends, some big friends apparently. And uh, there's a lot of speculation on who that may be. I think the most common guess is the big show. Paul White, people think it's going to be Paul White he's going to make the call to. Some people said Mark Henry. Some people said Goldberg. Um <laughs> I'm hoping it's Goldberg, you know. I, I, I can't. Oh, I can't. Um, Goldberg, yeah. Goldberg, Paul White, Mark Henry. You know, there's a lot of big guys in the wrestling business, funny enough. But yeah, Paul White seems to be the most common answer I'm getting from people. Mm-hmm. Um, I said on Twitter, but um, if it is Paul White, I'm not sure how he's the man to like level the odds, you know. You've just had the shit kicked out of you by Powerhouse. You're throwing Paul White. I'm not sure how that's going to go for you, you know. <laughs> but God bless. I love me. I love me some Paul White. He's, he's a good dude. So, uh, Phil, sympathetic baby face Jericho. Are you fucking with it, Paul White? You think he's going to? Uh, you think he's going to even the odds? What do you What do you think it is? Uh, I didn't think we really needed this segment to be honest. Um, I thought it was fine, but it didn't really it didn't really move me. I was sitting there like, all right, uh, okay. Um, and I do have to assume it's Paul White, which, I mean, if you've got him going up against Hobbs, I don't think that that, I don't know. Not really excited for that. Um, when you mentioned Goldberg, I immediately was like, wouldn't Goldberg have made more sense in the Sting segment? Because Sting and Goldberg have, like, history together. Yeah, there's, there's a... I mean, it's open for interpretation, I guess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie? Big yeah, it's probably, probably going to be Paul White, you know. Happy for him. If it happens at Full Gear, I guess I'll get to see him wrestle live. I, I oh, <laughs> We're going Keep through this segment by ready, segment. Absolutely. We're going through this segment by segment. I'm just like, damn, maybe I didn't like Dynamite last night. Because <laughs> I could. It was a good show, I, I think. It, it, it happened. It sure did happen. But yeah. I don't know. This one's Jericho's so happens. funny as a baby face, so it just pops me. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's like, you know, the content of what he says would make sense for a baby face to say, you know. He, 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 but he's just, how can you sympathize with Chris Jericho in 2023, man? It's tough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. It's tough. Especially, you know, he was a heel two minutes ago. But they're trying, you know. Um, they're trying. As Phil said, I don't think this needed to be on the show. And uh, as Jericho only gets older, he's not getting any younger. I think I feel that way about quite a few of his segments, you know. I'm not one of those people who thinks Jericho needs to retire immediately or anything. But I do think, like, it's very clear, like, if he wants to get his shit off on a show and it's a segment, like, he, he's getting that in there, brother. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> I don't know, but um, 
Take Again, some weeks off, Jay. Just take some weeks, some weeks off. It's okay. <laughs> just, a, yeah. just a handful of weeks off, man. It's all right. Yeah, we don't need you to go away forever. You, we still we still don't mind having you in the mix. But it's like when he's so... You know, Chris Jericho's story always has like a decent amount of focus, you know, compared to yeah. everything else on the show, except for like maybe one feud, you know. Um, he's always right in the thick of it when it comes to Dynamite. So... Um, and you know, obviously, he's had a long, legendary career, and he's he can still go. You know, obviously, he's no, he's not, he's not in his prime anymore. Anymore, though, that goes without saying. But you know, he still, he can still do, he can still do stuff. You know, but he does a lot. So, <laughs> you know, um, Darren Walker, two pounds. Again, you know, run, run back, <laughs> run back the tag as a singles. You know. Uh, I would just, uh, I would just retire from wrestling media. You just wouldn't see me again. Stop it. <laughs> or it would just be real spiteful. One of the two. I, I, I was still processing while watching Dynamite this week that Jared actually won that match on Saturday. Like, <laughs> but Jared won the match. Like, all right, man. Jared beat your Ring of Honor World Champion. All right. Really yeah. <laughs> I got kicked to shit on Twitter because I did not like the fact they were running this match. And then Jared won and people were just like, oh, maybe they shouldn't have done this. And I was just like, well, you will fucking, I don't know. That's what, that uh, happens a lot with it sure AEW, does. Twitter, you know, WWE, Twitter, just Twitter tweets. in general. You know. uh, <laughs> oh, Andrew God. in the live chat is shouting at me to talk about NXT. We did the NXT review yesterday, brother. Uh, we're doing a full review, Raw and NXT, uh, with Ibu, myself and Ibu talking NXT. So it's, uh, go watch, go watch that. Um, but don't go watch that. Stay here and you oh, know <laughs> hang with us. But you know, <laughs> go watch that after. But we have interview, interviewed, we have reviewed NXT. Uh, but yeah, back to Dynamite. We had the uh, the elite. The ROH trios totals match, uh, the Hung Books versus Brother Zay and the Hardys. Um, I found this quite boring to be honest. Uh, of course, though, in the in the closing stretch, they did manage to drum up some excitement because, of course, it's you know, it's the Hung Books, it's, it's like the young books having a boring closing stretch doesn't happen, you know. Um, but I did think for the most part, I was kind of, I was kind of bored and didn't really need this, you know. Um, Obviously, the big talking point was the angle after, which, of course, we'll get to. But the match, is, the match itself didn't really do too much for me. Uh, Charlie, you are the resident elite mm-hmm. specialist. Where are you at? I didn't hate the match. I thought it was okay. It was kind of whatever, to be honest. And do we need the Hungbucks facing people like the Hardys right now when Hangman's in, like, one of the... Like, honestly, one of the hottest feuds that uh, is running on Dynamite. And the Bucks have a title shot they have not talked about since the 1st of October. And it is now, like, the 20-something, it's 26th or whatever. Like, why are they, why are they facing the Hardys? Like, shout out Isaiah, though, because I think that he looked really good in this match. Yeah, and okay. he's been, obviously, developing quite a lot with the Hardys. So I won't hate on that that, that part of it. But why did this need to happen on a Dynamite? Like, and... I just, what are we doing with these guys? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I get yeah. the defending the belts and whatever, but it's like, bro, what? I just. Why do they have the belts? <laughs> well, obviously, because if they're running yeah. um, final battle in December, <laughs> right. and that's like purely on Ring of Honor, 
uh, honor club, whatever. So that's why they've beefed up the champions. But give me actual matches and make me care about them. How, They're just kind of carrying them. How close is Final Battle to World's End? Because isn't World's End it's like, in December as uh, well? 20 days before. I think Final Battle was the 10th. Okay. Yeah, 20 days before, yeah. December 30 is World's End. So, um... Oh, that was quite the guess because I couldn't remember when World's End was. So. Yeah, December, December 30. Um, but yeah, man, uh, kind of, <laughs> I, I echo a lot of what Charlie said about kind of the young books, especially. Obviously, as Hangman, he's, he's involved in a hot feud at the moment and he's been on basically every TV since it started, you know, so I can't really fault that at all um, in terms of, you know, what we're getting out of him at the moment. Um, but yeah, the young books of the one that total shot on the pay per view and it hasn't been mentioned. There's any, um, <clears throat> it doesn't seem like there's any like immediate direction heading towards that match and any build towards that match. I'm kind of a, oh man, it's just like a lot of people have been saying it's just the young books, it just feels like they're kind of just treading more at the moment, they're just kind of going from week to week and. I don't know, man. I'm waiting for him to step into that next gear, which um, I was thinking it would have already happened by now with the like the full gear match coming up, you know. Um, but maybe you know, maybe the winner totals at full gear, and it's when they actually have the belts instead of doing like a an elaborate, interesting build towards that match, which you know would have been optimal. But it doesn't seem like we're getting it, Phil. Um, where do you find yourself on this? What I've been waffling about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this match was fine. I, I agree that the highlight of this match was uh, Isaiah having a great performance. Man, get Mark Quinn back on TV. I don't know where he's mm-hmm. at with his status, but uh, get Private Party back together as soon as possible, man. Get him away from the Hardys. Get this man back in his tag team where he belongs. Because, yeah. um, boy, the Hardy stuff is just not doing it for me, man. Uh, I don't. I did not need this trios match. I thought it was fine, but I definitely did not need this. I I don't really get what you're doing with either of the ROH tag titles at the moment. Um, you've you've got you've got six interesting guys holding those belts. Why aren't they on ROH television? I don't get that. Isn't that a way to get people to watch ROH? Don't you want people to watch ROH? Like, why are they not like just like? I'm not sure they do. <laughs> why, why are they not like wrestling like random trios and having good matches on ROH? I don't understand. I don't understand how they use the elite in general, to be honest with you. Like, it's so this, baffling. This, it, it, it really washed over me the week of Title Tuesday, and I was just sitting there looking like, all right, you're bringing in all of these people, um, and you're complaining about NXT bringing in people from the main roster. Hey, why aren't Kenny and, young, and the Young Bucks on this show? Like, Mm-hmm. I'm confused. These guys have a tag match. They have stuff that they can build towards. Kenny has been killing it as a singles wrestler all year. What are we doing? Like, I just don't. I'm confused. And so this week after this match, I just knew they were going to go, hey, man, Big Bill and Ricky, this match is coming up. Nope, we didn't get any of that. I'm like, mm-hmm. are, are we ever going to talk about this tag match or not? Like, what? <laughs> what's going on? I hope so. I don't know, man. Um... It's just, if they call this match, like, literally a week before Full Gear, I'm going to be so pissed off, because they've had this title shot for a month. Well, I mean, I feel like that kind of telegraphs where we're going with this. Uh, Ricky and Big Bill are just losing. Like, there's no story here. They're just going to get the match at a pay-per-view, and they're going to lose. That's it. 
That is 100% what's happening, and it it just upsets me greatly. Because I think he could have done some real cool stuff with it, man. Like, I don't know. I wish my favorite tag team cared about wrestling. I, I'm just going to say it. It feels like all of the collision guys came to Dynamite and they are getting the shit into the stick. It feels like all of the building and storytelling they've done on collision has led to nothing on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. Like, Phil, you, you asked, you know, do, do, do they want us to watch Ring of Honor? Bro, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not convinced, you know? Because <laughs> it's like, we've seen... T- when Tony Khan's like pushed up against the wall and it's like, you know what Tony Khan's going to do when he wants people to tune in or to boost the number or to do something or he really wants people to tune into a show. Brother, you don't do none of that shit for Ring of Honor. And I see the cards and I'm like... What's the goal with this? You know, like, what are we trying to achieve? Every, yeah. every everybody got mad at my guy when he essentially said that it was AEW dark. No, oh, but he was he yeah, was he not was... wrong about that. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I don't really get it. Mm. I don't get what we're doing with Ring of Honor. I don't get what we're doing with a lot of these titles on the main roster. Even Joe, at this point, I'm just like. Listen, man, if he's going for the main title, just take the television belt off of him. Why are you doing matches like the match with Willie Mack on Collision? Do that match on Ring of Honor where people can see it over the air. I don't don't really understand. I I don't know. I don't want to go on a tangent with Ring of Honor stuff, but I just don't get what they're doing with the lead at all. I just don't get it. I just just feel like, yo, there's stuff that you could be – like, even – where the fuck is Takeshita? Like, you did all of this stuff with Omega and Takeshita. Where is Takeshita? Like, where? Bro, don't, we don't have don't not seen this guy on TV in week. What is happening? Like, well, I, oh, spoilers I for know. Rampage. He's finally having a singles match in the first time in like six months, like on TV. So, yay for that. I, I, but also, yeah, real quick. I, People are saying that FTR have politicked their way out of defending the belts at full gear against the Bucks. And if even if that were true, and that is what's happened, I don't know. I don't talk to FTR. I don't really care either. Bro, the Young Bucks are a creative mind. They have enough creativity that they could have built a feud with Big Bill and Ricky. It would have been so easy. Like Do something, they, bro. They Just... pinned Ricky, Ricky Starks got pinned in that fucking trio's title match. That the Bucks either lost or get, they lost the belts in. Like it's, there's so much you can build on. Oh, it's do, so annoying. Just do something. Like I don't really buy that either. Because I've seen know. a lot of people say this is FDR's fault and FDR's falling attack. <laughs> of course, of course. But, that's what people fucking say. But my say. thing is, like, even if that's the case, like, pivot, do something. You've had, you've had three weeks. We have not done anything with the Bucks in three weeks. Like even past them having a the title match. What has been a direction with the Young Bucks since All In? Even before that, man, like post Blood and Gods, what the fuck have they been doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I just, I just picked All In because that was a closer pay per view. Yeah. That was the closest pay per view I could think of that they had a match on. What has been a direction with them? Like, and and like I said, even the stuff you've done direction with, like the Takeshita stuff. Like, hey man, what happened to all of this stuff? Like, what? <laughs> What's happening? I don't... It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating as a fan because, like, the haters can get their bits off, they can do whatever. But as a fan, <laughs> I want to see these guys doing shit and they're mm-hmm. not doing anything. I, it's 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 very much confusing. And I think that this match gave 
their haters all all, all the ammo all that they the could yeah. because it was just like this felt very much like hey man we're gonna go on tv and wrestle our friends even last week when they cut the promo and it was just basically like um them doing a promo backstage with the cutler bit hey cutler mm-hmm. put the camera on us i was like this feels like bte this feels like this just feels like like cody verse stuff that people were complaining about like they're in their own world not paying attention to what's on the show like <laughs> again you guys have a tag title match like where are going? <laughs> yeah uh it's uh it's quite it's quite baffling for me to be honest um uh, I, 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 I don't know what they're cooking. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I'd love to see them do more. but Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think I the match know. at the pay-per-view will be good, but very much feels like the Bucks are winning <laughs> it and that's be. it. I'm gonna, listen, I'm saying all this shit now. They're going to win the belts in LA and I'm going to pop like a fucking mark for it. So this like negates all of my points, but it's very frustrating in the build. Yeah. Because there is none. <laughs> yeah. Nope. No build towards this match at all. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't understand. You have tag teams that they could be wrestling, and that's what makes it so confusing that they are Sorry. six men. They're six men champs right now. I just don't understand, man. Like, I I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I uh, I I've been struggling with it for for a minute. Yeah, but you know what you get. You get what you get. Hopefully, the lock in soon enough and uh. We get the young books that we know and love, you know. <laughs> Please, God, I'm tired. The gear looked cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, bro, that, the gear was cool, but the pictures they posted, like the way the bandana was folded, it looked like LA Night, and I just can't unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I can fucking see on that bandana that Matt was wearing now. So you're all welcome for that. Yeah, it's um. It's just stories again. It's just direction, you know. It's um, yeah. even with people as big as stars as the Young Bucks, you know. It's like Phil mentioned All In, but it's like even even the match at All In. It's like yeah, they're wrestling FDR for the bouts, but it's like it's not like that was like the accumulation of some super long feud. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they kind of just picked it up, done a couple sit down interviews and stuff like that, and we got the match, you know. And I very much enjoyed the match being there live, but. You know, uh, it felt like they were kind of leaving the door open to do another match where, you know, yeah. uh, the books would eventually beat them. And yeah. uh, they, do, they, did the, like they did the four together. on four. Yeah, they did like the four on four match or five on five or whatever the fuck it was. It was the and uh, yes. then, then, yeah, then it just kind of like disappeared, you know, like all, all that like kind of books tag title chase. And then it picked up again randomly when they got randomly put into that contenders match which they won and now they're not talking about it again so it's like there's no like r yeah. to follow you know yeah and, and uh yeah and the, and the uh, thing that again that bugs me if you're following the trajectory of this um to catch the one his match at all all out um mm-hmm. bullet club gold won their match <laughs> and so i would think hey man you know uh guns were just in this match where they beat two guys that are in contention for the world title and now you're putting them in this ring of honor title match where they're going against one man and it feels like they're gonna lose like mm-hmm. why, why are we doing this oh uh, why are we you, doing this? like 
try and write down the way that AEW book things on paper, it it's just so confusing because none of it makes sense. You can very much tell nowadays that they you can tell that kind of Tony does do a lot of like late booking. Mm-hmm. You know, like late in the day booking. Um and you know, you you get what you get. Like sometimes, you know, we could be here next Thursday and Dynamite have put because Dynamite's like that. Like I, I find it kind of like wildly consi- inconsistent in that sense. Where it's yeah. like you'll get you'll they'll they'll have like back to back shows that don't do like a lot for me, and then they'll have literally like an all time episode the next week. You know, <laughs> it's like, um, and then you know, like all the all the fans will be like, oh, we're all the bad faithers now, you know. And it's like, yeah. and then then the episode the next week will be kind of like, okay, you know. And you uh, know, it's just a it's a vicious cycle in that sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like, to stick on the elite because I do think it's a worthwhile conversation. Um, I mentioned like the R, and uh, that, I think that's a big thing for like elite's biggest fans. You know, is to have. A constant arc to follow. Like they're always telling some sort of story of like coming up or redemption or something like that. Something that you can really get your teeth into as a fan if you want to like follow them that way, you know. And uh, the elite, of course, have been brilliant with that with BT over the years. The the creation of AEW, like us as fans, got to like see that journey and then go on that journey. And we felt like we was going on that journey like with them. And that's why I think the elite fan base gets so attached. To that, like, to them, you know, like they they ride or die for Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Page, you know, um, and I think that's a big part of it because it feels like we're all on the journey with them, you know, and um, I feel like some of that magic has kind of gone with the books in like recent mm. months or the past year or so, however long it is, you know, because we've seen them, we've seen them have the great tag reign on TV on a national stage, on a huge stage, and kind of like since then. You know, there's been things here and there, like the Bullet Club, uh, no, not the Bullet Club, like the Blackpool Combat Club, Club feud and things in between that have also been good. But the journey is just, uh, there's not, it's just not the same because like, I don't feel like the magic is quite there. And I've never been like an elite stan, so it's hard to like talk on it as much as well as someone like Charlie could. But, um, and even like Kenny Omega in recent months, you know, it's like, it's like, the the journey since he's came out, like we always like excited to see him come back, and it's like that brought him a lot of time and fan interest stuff like that, and then it kind of like cooled down. It's like for me seeing him challenge MJF last week and kind of planting the seeds, and then eventually challenge him last night. It's like it was almost like a relief, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like oh fuck, Kenny's locking in again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, just to, my point is really just that I think that the journey and being able to follow like, the journey so closely is a big selling point of what the elite are and why people love them so much. And uh, I think that magic kind of has uh, fizzled a little bit. What do you think, Charlie? Am I talking out my ass? Because you can probably talk on it a lot better than I can. It's, it's been a really frustrating year as a fan because, like, up to, like, before, like, they rejoined with Hangman, they weren't really doing... Like, I know they were trios champions. Like, they had the best of seven at the beginning of the year. Like, they did that. Then they didn't really do anything with the belts. They had, like, a cool match against, like, Top Flight and AR Fox. That match was actually really good. I rewatched it the other day. But, um, remember him? Like, was, huh? <laughs> yeah, remember AR Fox? What remember guy? AR Fox? He was pretty good at you know? Oh, that's unfortunate. But um, <laughs> then they had the match against like House of Black, and that was cool. And then nothing happened again, really, after that until they linked up with Hangman. 
And then Matt got injured, so they couldn't really do anything in the build to double or nothing, even though they could have done the Claudio Nick match. Oh, well, yeah, they could have. <laughs> they didn't. They could have. <laughs> there was options. Like, I'm not getting into that again because I got real frustrated about that. You did. And then, like, in summer, like, they did some cool stuff with, like, uh, double or nothing and then uh, blood and guts and all that. And then, like, on the build to all in, like, they didn't do anything again, really, like, until they, like, actually set up the match, like, what, three weeks before the show? Like, and now they're doing nothing again. And yeah. it's like, I'm, I know I'm mainly focusing on like um, the bugs because, like, those are like the ones that I like the most. I am biased. But, like, even with like Kenny and Hangman, they've all been like so in and out this year. Mm-hmm. And Hangman's finally got some focus with his story. Like, obviously, he's going to be facing for Swerve again at full gear. And yes. anyone that doesn't think that Hangman's losing, sorry to break the bad news, Hangman is absolutely going to an uh, I to against Swerve. Like, it's just going to happen. But yeah, man, I wish they actually, like, had proper stories that was more than just... I love all, like, the friendship and the reunion shit and them doing all that stuff, and they're all together now again, and it's great. And it's like, they it feels like they don't know how to book themselves without that. And it's like, mm. bro... You're the top stars in this company. There is so much you could be doing with so many cool tag teams, like or single stars or whatever. Even if you wanted to do trio stuff, we can make you can make that work as well. Like, but you're not doing any of it. And I guess it's not all on the elite. Like it's Tony Khan as well. He should be putting his foot down, telling these guys to like come to TV and work out these angles and whatever, and making talent sit down together. If there is issues that people are politicking to get out of matches, whatever, I don't know. I don't talk to people like that really sometimes, but I don't know. It's been a really frustrating year as an elite fan because sometimes it really does feel that they just don't care anymore and they're not in it. It's like they got their big contracts and now they're just sitting and waiting for something it's like what are we waiting for just get on tv like yeah i don't know that was a long-winded way to say i'm just very frustrated i I don't know if it's that they don't care it does feel like a lot of stuff has got moved around on it because it does feel like coming out of all in the feud was going to be elite versus bullet club gold they've got four Mm -hmm. guys they have four guys um they have set up the tag stuff um, they had done they they set up the Jay White stuff, so it seemed like that's where they were going. And then when they had to pivot out of uh, the Adam Cole feud, they added Bullet Club Gold to the MJF stuff, and I think that that left the elite was nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, again, if if Max just beats these four guys, what do you do then? You're not gonna do that feud with the yeah. elite now because those four guys didn't. <laughs> They don't look like they don't have the same momentum that they had coming into yeah. that feud beforehand. Um, so I don't know. It it very much feels like some of this is them trying to figure out something for Max, but you didn't have to do that. You could have given Max any other opponent. You didn't have to give him Jay White. Um mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean <clears throat> and I don't know how much of this FDR stuff I buy. Like I said, even if even if you look at the trajectory of collision. It makes a lot of sense for Ricky to get that win because Ricky has been a fixture on Collision for weeks. Mm-hmm. And so even if that's what you're coming out of it, and they're, those are the guys that by happenstance win the tag titles, I don't know. Write a storyline. Like, I, you had a whole week. You had a whole month. Like, where are we going? Like, I don't know, man. It, it very much feels like, like I said, this was supposed to be the guns in that place. And the guns were possibly going to be the next up after FDR. Um, and mm-hmm. so... 
I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe we get the FTR books match at World's End or something like that. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't really buy too much into the politics. Uh, FTR much, could but... call the fucking rematch for tomorrow and win the belts back. I know tomorrow's Friday, not Saturday, but you know what I mean. They could call their rematch for this weekend yeah, and win course. those belts back. We don't know what's going to happen at this point. The, know, tag, yeah. the tag fucking division of AEW is my biggest source of annoyance because I enjoy it so much sometimes and then they just do stupid shit and it's like, bro, what are we doing? Yeah, it's... Hate uh... wrestling. <laughs> 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 I don't. I love it. And that's why I get so annoyed, but... When I think about the AEW tag division, it's kind of like, I always remember the books standing up there on that stage before the like the formation of AEW, talking about how they're going to make, you know, rest, tag team wrestling the main event again. And they're going to absolutely achieve that for a sustained amount of time. You know, like the image that always flashes in my head is the cage match with the Lucha Bros and mm-hmm. thinking like where tag team wrestling was in AEW at that time, you know. Um, that was like the peak for me, you know. Uh, tag team wrestling is beautiful when it's done like brilliantly. The way that AEW is more than capable of doing it, mm-hmm. and obviously the young books can are more than capable of being like right at the heart of that. But um, when I think about those things that I've just mentioned, the examples I just mentioned, it's like it's crazy to think kind of where the division's set up right now, you know. And like even throughout this year, like there's been glimpses of like maybe it might be or like, kind of bounce. So FTR that run of like three matches, which were all tremendous, like on collision, and that kind of just like kind of slowly fizzled down a bit. And it's like now we're kind of we're here, you know, when Charlie's banging the red against the wall again. So. Mm-hmm. I I genuinely do think that maybe Aussie Open were meant to win at Wrestle Dream. But Davis got injured in that fucking match, so they had to change the outcome. <clears throat> I do feel like that's kind of also throwing a wrench in things because it wouldn't have surprised me if we were meant to get Bucks Aussie Open at full mm-hmm. gear. But who that fucking knows? Sense, yeah. Who fucking yeah. knows? So yeah. the other thing with FTR as well, so Cash did pick up some knocks, bro. Uh, yeah. He's not like out for. He's not like out. Like I'm sure he could grit his way through a match. It's kind of like one of those sort of injuries. But like you know, he has picked up his knocks. Because uh, I know there was like a lot of confusion around that because it was like, oh, it's a work. No, it isn't a work. And it's kind of like, well, it's like they are playing on it in storyline, of course, you know, yeah, but yeah. like he, there is some legitimacy to his, uh, to his knocks. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we kind of ranted. Well, me and Charlie don't yeah. love it, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> Phil kind of sat there just nodding, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh, dear. But yeah, let's talk about the, the big talking point coming out of the actual trios totals match, which was afterwards, Swerve appears on screen. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> brother broke into Hangman's house, bro. <laughs> like, oh, he, uh, he's wrong for this. You know, he's very wrong for this. Very wrong, very evil, very just despicable act. And uh, he's le- he gets into Hangman's baby's room, bro. And he's, he's, he's like, leaning over the crib, cutting a promo. Tells the baby that he owes him debt. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot, man. But it, it, I, I, thought, I know some people got in there. Some people got got hurt, hurt over it, you know, or whatever the fuck. Thought it was too much, but you know, he was supposed to be pieces of shit, and Swerve mm-hmm. is definitely a piece of shit, you know. <laughs> Phil, you enjoyed this? 
Yeah, that was good. I thought that this was a good way to further that feud. Um, I thought that, um, you know, we've seen home invasions uh, more than once in wrestling. So I thought this was a good thing to add to his character. Um, I think he's been a great heel so far. Um, it didn't really bother me. It did feel funny at one point. Like, boy, this baby is very quiet, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like the one thing for me as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but and with baby in the house alone as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, I did enjoy, enjoy it for the most part. Him coming in and ripping up the finger painting, and you know, mm-hmm. um, him talking to uh, Nana off screen the entire time. I, I liked it. Yeah, man. Uh, it definitely uh, adds another layer. You know, um, Charlie Hangman's uh, Hangman sped out of the arena after this. You know, of sure course. Did. Which is hilarious, because, bro, where are you going? To a fucking airport to, like, get on a flight? Like, <laughs> But, no, I thought they genuinely did this perfectly, because I saw a few people on Twitter just be like, oh, why didn't he wreck the joint? It's just like, well, that's not Swerve's character. Like, he wasn't there to, like, go and damage property. He yeah, he's not like this array character, is it? Yeah. yeah, like, it wouldn't have fit his character, like, to, like, cause physical damage. He broke into Hangman's house, who is, like... Everyone knows he's like portrayed on TV as like this very private person, like he's like this anxious millennial cowboy. Like you invaded his safe space, whatever. Like you went to his family that you'd cut like a really emotional promo about before. Like I don't know I thought they did this perfectly. Swerve is such a good heel. This he's like he's really grown into this role, and I am so excited for the rematch. It's going to be so fucking good, and I still think it should be a last man standing. I'm standing on that. No pun intended. <laughs> But I think that is the perfect stipulation for these guys for their rematch. Yeah. Yeah, but it works for me. It works for me. Um, I think any stipulation that you throw at mm-hmm. Hangman and Swerve, I'll be into. Oh, absolutely. Honest. Especially on pay-per-view, you know. Um, but yeah, Swerve, he's uh, he's good at being a piece of shit, so hats sure. off to him, you know. Um, <laughs> Adam Copeland backstage, he's asked if his stance has changed and not wanting to fuck Christian Cage. Uh, he says nothing has changed, but he was quickly interrupted by Alan and Sting, and uh, Alan tried to talk some sense into him, but Sting, Sting takes over, tries to fire up Edge, pop me, light a fire under him. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see where this goes. We'll see if Edge can uh, see if Edge can bring himself to get in there with Christian Cage. I think I think that is where we're heading. Um, and yeah, you know. Uh, Sting and Darby, they've they've had their fair few cool partners over the couple of years that they've been together, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. They've had a few cool third men, you know, so. I guess we'll see where this where this goes with uh, Copeland. What, what do you guys think of Copeland in AEW so far? Is it is it doing a lot for you or are you kind of like whatever about it or are you actively disappointed with it? Uh, Charlie, I'll start with you. Um, I like that he wasn't overexposed on the show this week. They have been playing around with it too much. They've been putting him on TV way, way too much, killing the novelty very quickly for me personally. But I thought this backstage segment was pretty good. And again, Adam Copeland and AEW in general, I hope they don't like force too much of it on TV too quickly mm-hmm. like they kind of have been. And again, it, like if he's up full gear, I'm gonna pop for it because it's Edge. So. Of course, yeah, of course. He's of a course. legend. Yeah, uh, Phil, where do you find yourself on um on Adam Copeland, Adam Edge, in AEW so far? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm de- I agree. I'm glad they dialed it back some because that first week he was on 
every show it seemed like mm-hmm. brought and, him in like punk bro it's crazy <laughs> yeah it was it was it was just a bit too much um and i i think now just letting him you know find his character and kind of find a direction with the christian stuff i think that's the way to go because i think all the stuff he did with christian was good but i just didn't need yeah. to see him as much that first week yeah. um so i think this is fine i think this um having him still be on the fence about fighting Christian because I do still think that he's going to eventually turn and he's going to, he's going to find a way to team with his friend. Um, and um, just, just that, that image of uh, after the, after the match of him staring off into the camera when Brian is pinning Christian. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that ever since I saw it. Like, wouldn't I be surprised? <laughs> it's if been lingering. He, because yeah. yeah, I mean, the other thing about it is funny is I I could immediately see him getting the PTSD of his last WrestleMania match with, yeah. with Brian and Roman and him just like this guy again. And uh, so I could see it. I could very much see this guy turning Gil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I don't think it's out the realm of possibility at all. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how he plays out, man. Uh, Edge. So for Adam, Adam Copeland. My bad. Um, <laughs> Still getting used to it, man. Normally, I normally I catch on straight away when someone changes the name. You know, it'll be with this one. I'm I'm struggling with, you know. Um, yeah, so far in AEW, it was quite. He was very, very prominent. Like I was just like I just joked. Like he was like the brought in punk. Like when the way they first brought him in, how prominently he was featured. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like they're gonna judging off judging off last night's episode. It seems like they're gonna kind of turn it down just a little. You know, of course, he's still he's still Adam Copeland. He's still a big star and everything, and yeah. he does he deserves to be featured. You know, but maybe it was, he was maybe a little bit too much. Uh, yeah, man, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of cool stuff for him to do in AEW. So mm-hmm. right, let's do some super chats before we get to the women's title match. Uh, Will Chisholm, four dollars, appreciate you very much as always. Uh, is it me or is AEW having more type of WWE segments? Um, oh, they have been. Yeah, too. I think I think it's been that way for a minute now. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, for better and for worse, in a lot of cases, yeah. you know, um, there's always going to be there's always going to come pros and cons of it when you become like uh, I don't want to say sports entertainment, but you know, uh, just the way they do segments sometimes, you know, it's just <laughs> very uh, yeah. Go this on, week's Phil. this week's MJF stuff. Felt a lot like that. MJF especially mm-hmm. is a very the, guilty culprit of this. <laughs> the, yeah. his, his promos feel very much WWE like as well with the catchphrases and trying to get the crowd to chant along with him. Even uh, which structurally, isn't, yeah, yeah. It, which isn't totally a bad thing. But like even like the booking of this week's, and I'm like, yeah, this definitely. And this is why again I'm predicting it's going to go this way because this is a very WWE thing to do. Have the baby face go up against the stable and then one by one beat everybody in the stable. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. But yeah, AEW definitely has. Uh... There's definitely a lot of segments over the past few months, over in 2023 especially, that you can point at and be like, oh, this is pretty similar to what I've seen somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, for better and for worse, it's not always bad. I know a lot of AEW fans think as soon as you mention WWE, it means automatically bad, but <laughs> like that isn't always the case, you know? Um, like I said, MJF is like the biggest culprit of this, and look how look how strong and strong of a year he's had, and look how much everyone loves him, so, mm-hmm. you know? Um, well, she's on $5 again. Appreciate you. At least when they put the title on Becky, she worked Raw and NXT everywhere to help the show. Yeah, I have a... 
tipping my hat off again. I have a lot of a lot of good things to say about Becky's short NXT total reign. Uh, I thought she'd done quite a lot with it, and I think definitely a reign she can be pretty proud of. You know, I think she mm-hmm. achieved what she wanted to do with it, judging off the matches and the opponents that she picked to wrestle. You know, um, so yeah, yeah, man, shout shout out Becky, big fan. Yuzura uh, Hart, $10. Appreciate you as always. A refusal to put Kenny and Hangman as top goals is frustrating. But it's been overwhelmingly infuriating this year what MJF is doing bits with the kingdom and saying Tofu as the world champion. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've um, I've said it ever since he came back from injury, even even when it was obvious that they were going to win the trios titles and do some stuff with them for a bit and try and build those titles up. Uh, as soon as Kenny came back, and I know he just dropped the belt when, like, as he left, he dropped the belt. But mm-hmm. I was just like, people love Kenny, bro. Like Kenny's like yeah. the he is like the single star that's like the most like iconically synonymous with AEW. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah, and. Uh, People just want to see him wrestling, be the guy, be the cleaner, be you know. People want to see that side of Kenny Omega. They want to, they want that. So, um, I'm thinking, I've, I've, want, I've wanted to see him have like an ace baby face running AEW, like yeah, ever since he came back, basically. Uh, because we saw the heel sort, we saw the heel run with him with the world title, and that was great, you know. But I'd like to see him kind of just kind of. Have the world title and also kind of like get his flowers whilst on the run, you yeah. know. Uh, I think there's yeah. a lot of money in that, so um, I don't think he wins on Saturday, but you know, uh, uh, it'd you be nice, be. you know, it'd be nice. I'd fuck with it, but obviously, they've planted a lot of seeds with MJF, you know, for him to just lose on Saturday, so be quite yeah. funny if he does, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, so yeah, it's he has all these feuds finally, but you're losing now, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, and is Max gonna have that belt on Saturday? Cause, mm. yeah, that's a very good point. Jay White actually. has it. It would be quite cool if Jay White came out during the match, though, because obviously him and Kenny have so much history. And Kenny wins, and he's the uncrowned AEW World Champion. Yeah. <laughs> and it's this, it's this confused mess now. You know, MJF still wrestles Jay White for the Triple B. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's on collision. They'll come out with the big belt with the X on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the real world championship. I think, Punk, I think Punk still has that. Like I'm 99% sure Punk still is in possession of that. I, so. I would pop very hard if um they're looking around like for a belt to start the match with and then the referee comes out with the big <laughs> real, <laughs> real world championship. I would laugh oh, really hard at that. Oh, man. I don't know. There's, a, there's like said, a lot of seeds have been planted. Anyway, um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they're going to have no belt for that title match. How funny. Showtime Spurs, $10. Appreciate you as always. Uh, I share the frustration. feel like most of my favourite acts are pushed to the side for generally uninterested filler. The whole episode was filled with nostalgia acts. Felt like the bad 2010s roars. Mm, nah, I wouldn't say that mm. bad. But... That's far. I get the sentiment. <laughs> But I don't think it was quite that bad, no. Yeah, you know, at least, at least, I don't know, at least, I know Christian Cage is in his 40s, but, you know, he's fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. Christian's a beast. We had Brian Danielson on this episode. We had Okada on this episode. We haven't even got there yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Not bad. Couldn't. Why is he not clicking? Okay, there we go. Darren Walker, two pound. We need Jane Juice for the tag title run in twenty twenty four. I mean, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at it, but it's sort of like Jay White, brother. He's a. It's Jay White. He's a he's a top heel in my territory. You know, he's um. <laughs> tag bouts is nice, but it's not. It's not like what I'm hoping for him in twenty twenty four. You know, um, yeah, it's I, something. I it's more something like along the way. You know, um, yeah. I I don't. Do you've got a tag? You've got a tag team in that stable. Like, if anything, make the guns the tag champs. Like, you know, mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. with somebody new. Do something different, man. Yeah. Uh, Princess Diana. <laughs> Princess Diana, five dollars. Appreciate it as always. Uh, Lyra and Becky were bloody brilliant. We should give back the six countries. <laughs> <laughs> We should give back the sixth country of Ulster in honour of of such a performance. My ex would never useless slug. Uh, that's layered. But uh, yeah, Laura, Laura and Becky was a good time, man. I've Becky, seen it, Becky, but I've heard good things. Right, Becky put Laura over huge. Like, <laughs> huge. Yeah, you, you could tell, like, you know, you could tell that it meant a lot to her to put Laura yeah. over as big as possible. Like, you know, uh, just kicked out of the manhandle slam. And then Jeez. obviously she she pinned her clean as a whistle, bro. Like there was no, there was no nothing to the finish. So, Charlie um, Laura, man, I, I think she's very, very, very solid. Um, yeah. Not mad at her being the um, the head of the division for the foreseeable. So, speaking of women's divisions, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, Sheeta successful AEW women's title defense versus Ruby Soho, a match that has received quite a lot of criticism on the old Twitter rap and online in general. It's not very flattering scores on cage match, etc. either. So, uh, not the greatest outing for these two. Uh, it just seemed like they were really out of sync. You know, they were just kind of out of sync on this one. It wasn't a it wasn't a great a great outing for either, to be honest. Um, in my opinion, well, you know, Sheeta got the win. Successful defense. Yes, uh, that's how the history books will see. Not the most memorable match, though, was it, Phil? No, it was not. Um, I was confused because they had a much better match on Rampage um, in the main event. I thought that match was really good, and uh, this match world. was this match <laughs> was not that at all. Um, I I thought all of the like all of the shenanigans spots just did not work. Like. Uh, Ruby coming in with the spray can and like trying to roll around the ground like she got sprayed, and then the ref coming back sense. with the spray paint, and then the belt gets sprayed as she's shielding her face with it. All of that stuff just did not work. Um, uh, wasn't it wasn't a horrible horrible match, but it these two can do better. We've seen them do better. Um, so didn't really kill me. I I thought the highlight of this entire thing, as I said earlier, Tony coming out afterwards and completely overreacting to <laughs> possibly getting the match at a, at a full gear and the cutbacks to Sheeta just being like, what do you want about? Like, mm-hmm. all of that was very, very funny. Um, we're also seemingly getting a Halloween match on Saturday uh, because they announced the Fatal 4-Way match for the number one contendership for Rampage, which Abaddon is in, which makes me think mm-hmm. that Abaddon is winning that match and we are getting a Halloween, Halloween themed match on Saturday. They didn't do one with Abaddon last year, did they? I don't think. I think this will be a first TV appearance in like two years. I don't think they did. I, I think... don't think they did, 
Mm-hmm. I don't think they did it, actually. I thought, I thought it was over with, but... You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's Halloween, you know, I can... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a callback to Sheeta and, uh, and Abaddon's um, other Halloween match last time Sheeta yeah. was champion. I mean, we don't need to get on my opinion on that match either, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Sheeta versus Ruby Charlie. What did you. Well, where did it all go wrong? There was. They, they did not have a good night last night, did they? I don't know, they were both just kind of out of sync and, like, it was overbooked, like Phil said. I don't know, it just kind of sucked. I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed yeah, Tony coming out after, Tony. though, so I guess it was worth being on TV for that. <laughs> I don't know. It was unfortunate, you know. I've seen just... people on Twitter try and, like, put blame on one person or the other, you know, and I, I think it was more so just kind of just out of sync. I don't think either woman looked particularly great, to be honest. So, um, oh, yeah, I'm wrong. Chad is... Correct. It was not. It was not Abaddon versus uh, Sheeta. It was Abaddon versus Brit on Halloween. Sorry. Oh God. I just uh, Abaddon. You know. I mean, th- those of you who know my taste in wrestling can imagine what I think of Abaddon. So, like, you know. Oh yes. I hear. Oh, you know, I will say though, with Abaddon, one thing you always hear is that she works hard. You know. You know, like from people that like see her training yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so, God bless. And I guess Halloween, you know, one spot a year. I can't fucking get too fucking worked up about it. So, um, Yeah, I cool. like Abaddon. I think it's great that she's... she. I didn't know she was injured, so it's good that she's um, doing well again and she's well enough to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> pure kid that said the Abaddon shooter match was 2020. So, ah, yeah. okay. 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 Yeah. So, cool. um, yeah, the last match with Brendan 2020 was the... Did they do anything for Halloween last year? Someone chat. Anyone know chat, what happened? Twenty twenty two October time. Did they do anything for Halloween? Because I know um, what they did the year before. Like the Bucks, they had the Elite do the uh, Ghostbusters stuff, yeah, and Hangman yeah. was the the Diamond. That was all great, but um, PDD, I don't remember brother. anything for last year. <laughs> Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't. Know. I can't. I can't remember if they did. Um. But yeah. That's next door. Crap. Oh, that explains it. Um. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> don't need to dive into that one. Anyway. Um. Next up was probably. Obviously, the main event was very. Uh, the main event was great, and there was a lot of novelty to it, and there was a lot of stuff like that. But I guess outside of that, was, this may have been my whole lot of the show up next. Was uh, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe confronts MJF, and he just he puts he just lays it out there. Out, he just lays it out there for him. He says, "Yo, you need some friends. You got yourself in a lot of shit at the moment." He's like, "I can be that friend. I can protect you. I can be you know what? I, I can be that friend that you need right now. He's gonna cost you, mm-hmm. you know." MJF did not think twice, bro. <laughs> MJF was like, yeah, Samoa Joe. <laughs> let's, let's get this going. Uh, I really like this. Samoa Joe, just, he just he just has that, uh, what the, the kids say, aura a lot now. You know, I always say presence. They just thought, just, he's just a fucking man, bro. I love Samoa Joe, you know, even if it's 30 seconds of a show, it's just always gets his point across well, sounds great, looks great, is great, just has that vibe to him. 
And uh, maybe we get some more Joe MJF tag, you know. Uh, we'll get some cool stuff out of this. I, I, I am quite looking forward to seeing MJF get into like a, a, a situation and Joe just coming out and just mowing everyone over, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this. I like this. Did you like this, film? I did. Um, at one point when he when he did the segment where he's sitting there with the cigar, and mm-hmm. I was like, could they do that? I am in a full believer now. I believe that Samoa Joe will be our next AEW World Champion. I'm calling it now. I think he's going to be the one to beat Max. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I, I, I'm, I'm a believer now. I think it's happening. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, I'm with you because I can't think of a better. I can't think of a better, uh, a better option. You know. I think right. Kenny is the I think Kenny is the better option, but based off of mm-hmm. how these two guys are being booked oh, he's right out now, the window. He's, uh, I, I, I I think it's Joe. I've uh, I've wrote Kenny so. I've wrote Kenny out as an option because I think he's clearly not winning on Saturday. And, yeah, he's you know, not winning. So, um, you know, I get why they're doing the match, but uh, on Saturday because like he's defending his reign, but it's like wow, you're really not winning, are you, Kenny? But uh. mm. yeah, Samoa so Joe, world champion. Um, I'd love to see it, man. The pay per views in New York again. It sure is. How long? How long have been? How long have been? How long have we been wanting to see Samoa Joe win a world title on the big stage? You know, it's. I I still to this day say that Joe should have beat Brock at Great Balls of Fire. Oh yeah, never get over that. He should have beat Joe. He should have beat Brock. I I don't know why they didn't just do it, but. I won't be. I would be mad at it. I, I would be mad at Joe as as world champion, man. Oh, I'd be over the moon, bro. I'd be like be magic. I'd bring the magic back for me, you know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Bro, even if he's just a transitional champ, I would so rock with Samoa Joe being champ for like two months. I think you could have some incredible matches on TV with that. And then he drops it to Eddie Kingston. You know, <laughs> he drops it to Eddie, bro. <laughs> bad. Oh, and all, all my uh, AEW fantasy booking starts to come together, you know. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good shit. It's good shit. But yeah, shout out to Mojo. Hopefully, we Absolutely. get uh, some cool and fun and yeah. hilarious interactions between MGF and Samojo. And when I say hilarious, I don't mean he's bro chat show friendship mm-hmm. comedy beats. I mean Samoa Joe like killing people, you know. <laughs> so I, I would be mad at like a few short reigns for a while. We don't need a, all these long reigns. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind like okay. some kind of story like I I think I think Orange Cassidy will be champion at some point. And you don't need a long reign for Orange Cassidy. You just had a long yeah. reign with the international title. Like a like short like two or three month reign with Orange Cassidy could be mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, or even uh, at some point in 2024 as well, you could do Derby, you know, after he retires Sting, you know. Um, I still think that's the move, you know, to have like a respectful bout, you know. Like, I don't think Derby's going to like turn into a massive piece of shit on him or anything like that. I think it'll be like some like, you know. Beautiful, you know, like the beautiful ending, you know. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, man, I think obviously Derby will have a lot of momentum coming out of that, I think. so. And obviously, I think Derby is not very far off being in a place where he could hold that belt anyway because it's fucking Derby, bro. Even though I think over the past like, year or so, his booking hasn't been amazing, but he's, he's Derby, you know, so yeah. you can always heat him up. 
Um, Darren Walker to five pounds. Appreciate you as always. You can save the women's division. Maybe wait to 2024 when Jeremy returns or if sign Diana and the odd appearances of Mercedes. Um, the odd appearances of Mercedes will definitely help, of course, uh, because it means that you'll have to put a certain level of focus on it. Otherwise, I don't think Mercedes will even bother, you know. Um, <laughs> so uh, that'll bring uh, extra spotlight to the division. Honestly, I was thinking about this last night when... Um, I can't even remember what even prompted me to think. It was probably a tweet or some shit, bro. But I actually think that like you could get a lot of good faith around like Willow winning the winning the world title right now. Um, yeah, I think that could be something to get people interested again because people just really like people just really like Willow, bro. And people just really take to her. And I'm not saying people don't like Sheeta, but it's just kind of a different thing with like how infectious Willow is. She walks yeah. into an arena and the crowd just starts getting going. You know, um, they clap along to the theme. She just has this energy about her, and people just like she's just such a great, great, great baby face, you know. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think honestly, think that if they could pull the trigger on Willow, and then if you do that, you can kind of weave in some Athena stuff as well. And I mm-hmm. think, uh, I think that's where they need to start, really. Instead of trying to like, sometimes it feels like they try and get started with the women's division, and they don't really know what they want it to be. Like, I think they should like have some faith in trying to, you know, lean more into, like, the workers, you know, yeah. rather than doing, like, segments and having, like, the stars and the character work and stuff like that. And, you know, instead of it being, like, the the Brit Baker outcast division, which we have we have kind of stepped out of recently, I guess, but um, and make it more of, like, Yoshida's, Willow's, Athena's, you know, like, in do like the slow gradual build of the vision like that because I, don't, I think they're way past the point now where it's going to be an overnight thing so yeah um yeah any suggestions to save women's wrestling in all elite wrestling anyone <laughs> i mean i i think putting the belt back on sheet is the right is a step in the right direction should have never mm-hmm. taken the belt off of her um mm. I, I i get why you wanted this hometown pop with saraya but i just don't think it was worth it um <laughs> I'm uh, from I I just don't think it was worth it, but I think putting the belt back on Sheeta and getting back to doing like the big matches, I just think the thing you've got to change this time around with Sheeta's champion is just give her the fuse, get the storylines going. Like, yeah. I just you got to give her some actual rivals, man. Like yeah, she. I, I funny enough, like the actual rivalry she had that I can think of wasn't her as champion, and that was the the feud with with Serena Deep. Which where the hell is Serena Deep? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, Serena Deep. That's a another interesting one. Um, but but yeah, I don't disagree with you on putting the belt on Willow because there's so much stuff you could do to do with that. You can do the Athena match. You could do the Athena match with Sheeta as well. But um, mm-hmm. you do have a built-in story there with Willow. You have a built-in story with with uh, Mercedes, of course, because you know there's still the what if from that match that you know mm-hmm. she didn't get injured. Uh, it's so crazy. Yeah. I know she got injured as well, like you mentioned, but he's crazy. Think, like, Willow pin Mercedes in the middle of the ring, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's mad. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just awesome. stuff you can do both. But um, I think right now, I think whenever you, whatever you're doing at, at Full Gear, I think you got you to gotta move into Athena versus Sheeta by the end of this year. I don't, I'm, I don't know why you don't do that match now that you have the belt back on, Sheeta. There's no excuse not to do it. <laughs> I, I would like Athena to be on Dynamite or Collision. I'll take a Rampage match. I would just like Athena to be on TV, to be honest. 
Yeah, it's got, I think it, it's gone past the point of like no excuse. It's ridiculous. Um, She's the only every Ring other Ring of Honor champions on TV. Yeah, yeah, and, um, I get it. And have been and have had title changes on Dynamite and Rampage and Collision. Yeah, yeah and so, Athena's well, the only time Athena was Athena's the best one. <laughs> she was advertised for a match, and then they had to get changed around because of injury or whatever during the fucking Owen Hart tournament. And then yeah. that match ended up happening on the um, Forbidden Door pre-show. It wasn't even on the main show, even though the other uh, Owen Hart tournament match was on the main show. But that's a whole different issue. So, yeah, let's get Athena on TV, please. Thank you. I've been talking about this for, what, eight months now? We all have. Yeah, I've just saw, I don't know. I don't, so much just came over me, like, the past 10 seconds, listening to you speak. Well, like... I'm sick, I'm sick of saying it, you know. I was giving Athena on TV. No, this is it's bullshit, bro. It is bullshit. He's straight up bullshit that Athena is not getting booked for like oh. dynamite matches. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not talking about the throw the dagger bone once every fucking couple of months, bro. She's literally like, there's absolutely a case that she's your highest performing women's wrestler on your entire roster of fucking five hundred wrestlers that you somehow managed to squeeze on these TV shows. AEW Dynamite these past uh, few months and collision collision especially bro fucking the amount of filler and stuff that we come on these review shows and say didn't really need this you know or you know what was this person we booked in this match or whatever the fuck and you've just got a fiend sitting there doing fuck all it don't make any sense to me um Everyone in AEW fucking sees these tweets. Tony Khan is always on Twitter, bro. He sees the demand for Athena from certain circles of the AEW fan base. No, like, no one can bullshit me and say that Tony Khan's unaware that his fan base wants Athena on TV. Um, it's bullshit, bro. Um, I don't know why. I don't know who she's upset because it's genuinely getting to that fucking point now where you have to yeah. like, start to question, is she upset someone politically? Where she has to just be fucking... You know, having the best matches in the Tony Khan verse on Ring of Honor TV that no one fucking watches because it has like what I think it was like fifteen thousand subscribers, and that was at the start when it was fresh and hot. Half of the people in our live chat and stuff that were subscribed to it have unsubscribed. Probably having these matches in front of like five thousand people, and yeah, it's cool. She can get her teeth into something with like the the minion stuff with uh, Billy Starks and Lexi, uh, but like, bro. She's more than deserving of being on TV, you know, more than some of you men, more than a lot of... And it's not about, you know, I don't want to put other people down, so I'm not going to name names and start burying certain people and why they've been booked. But, you know, Athena genuinely is one of your best performers and she's been one of your best performers. What the fuck are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. There's no valid excuse for it. Not one. Best women's champion in North America, in my opinion. She should be on... She should be on TV. Um, One of the best put, champions in North America, period. Like, yeah. regardless yeah. of gender. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I definitely feel like if if this is it, like, with Sheeta's champion again, that's the matchup. If you're not doing it now, it's it's now or never. Like, that's the matchup mm-hmm. to do. Um, If you're not doing it now, I don't know when you're going to. I feel like she should drop that belt to Billy at Final Battle and yeah. come back up to the main show proper. She's done everything she needs to do on Ring of Honor. She's had a great run. It's time. Just move her back up to AEW. Listen, not, not one valid excuse, man. Like, not one, like, there's not... You, you can't be, oh, well, she was injured for this. Or, oh, well, you know, she, he doesn't have the Ring of Honor champions on AEW because obviously we know that's bullshit. They're on the pay-per-views, they're on the TVs, they're all over. Do you know what I mean? Tony booked what he wants on his shows. Uh, it doesn't matter what belt the whole... 
So there's just there's just not one valid excuse for fucking Athena not being given anything for, on national TVs pretty much for, I don't know, like a year? But how long has it been? It's fucking ridiculous, man. And it's probably over a year at this point. I don't know. I, I think it's just it's ridiculous. And it just brings up, you know, what we, we're speaking about the elite, about like how the haters have like kind of like, it gives them fuel and it gives them ammo to like talk about. It's like, same again. It's like I've said for the longest, it's absolutely valid the criticism that AEW gets to the women's division, but there is the bad faithers as well because there always is. It's fucking wrestling, it's sports, it's Twitter. Mm-hmm. But um, with this, it's just I just I, I, I'm struggling, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, struggling, I'm struggling out here, struggling with this, struggling to find any any reasoning, you know. It's um. Yeah, you have to question, like I said, about the haters. Like, Tony Khan, when people say, does Tony Khan care about women's wrestling? It's like, there's, there's, there's this, there's, there's been, I think there's been some free agent signings that I think, like, AEW fans may not as a whole have been, like, super fired up and demanding of. But I think Tony Khan, if he was, like, super into his women's division and making the best women's division possible, then, um, I think that, I'll, basically, I'm dancing around. So I think it's mad that like he didn't. Tr- we we haven't heard, and he didn't sign Trinity. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't sign Jordan Grace. Uh, the Mercedes thing. It seems like there. Um, it took him a while to get going with that one, and obviously now he's injured, and that's unfortunate and stuff. But it did seem like that took a while as well. Um, I mean, we we. I mean, I don't think I'm breaking anything here, but we know Dakota was interested in going to AEW, but yeah. he didn't move his feet, and she ended up going back one. because he did not like he didn't make it a priority to sign her, and she was like big into wanting to not just go there, but being a part of bringing like a women's blood and guts match there, mm-hmm. and I yeah. feel like that could have been a big thing, and it just didn't happen. You let her go back. It's another one, yeah. It's like. Okay, like, yeah, Mercedes, of course you want to bring her in. She's a fucking huge star. She's a ratings drawer as well, you know what I mean? She's, like, she's a fucking Mercedes, but I don't have to explain that, yeah. you know what I mean, anyway. But uh, the women that kind of fall in, uh, they're still very notable and they're very good, like all the women we've just listed, and but they're just not they're not quite the fucking horsewoman level star, you know. It just seems like they just fly under the radar for Tony Khan. And again, the names we just mentioned, um, Grace, Trinity... Uh, Dakota, um, I'm sure there's a couple of other women that have come back to WWE, um, and just it's just you know, it's I, I struggle again. I just I yeah. struggle with it. So justice for Athena, it's got to that point with me, you know. Absolutely. Because <laughs> this this is bullshit, bro. This is bullshit. Um, but yeah, the the Trinity thing especially kind of really stuck out to me. Baffles me because she was literally at one of the Ring of Honor pay per views. Like she pulled up to a Ring of Honor pay per view. It seemed like they were going to do something with her and Athena, and then she went to Impact. It was like, oh okay. Yeah, it's not even like you can say, oh, the Tony Khan can't even turn around. Oh, she was she was priced me out of it. It's like, bro, she's wrestling for Impact like full time. Mm -hmm. You know, like. Hey man, and shout out to her. She's done great over there, then Pat. Yeah, man, she's cooking. She, she's she, great. She, yeah. was, she was in the crowd at Supercard of Honor, and it didn't really lead to anything. 
Yeah, man. She, she's all, everyone, people love Trinity and she is great and she absolutely, 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 without question, deserves to be on a stage that is of the level of at least AEW or WWE if she desires to ever go back there. So, um, yeah. Again, Tony Khan talking about him in his women's division booking again, unfortunately, but. Like I said, I just can't, I just, I was listening to Charlie talk about look, what we've all been saying about Athena for ages. It's like, how many times are we going to have a fucking conversation about Athena, man? I'm sick of yeah. it. It's bullshit. But, um, we should just be talking about how great she is. But because it's yeah. so frustrating to just see her on Ring of Honor all the time, we can't highlight the fact oh, yeah, that she's And also hardly anyone fucking sees it as well. So, like, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. the stuff she's been doing with Billy has been great, and the stuff I've seen yeah. of it has been great. But I'm not going to pay like $10 a month just for that when the rest of Ring of Honor ain't that great and the champions aren't even on it on a weekly basis. So. Yeah, and it's part of a fucking two and a half hour show with fucking 16 oh, yeah. matches on it. And it's just like, bro. And I can wait 24 hours and see it all on Twitter. So. Mm. Anyway, uh, definitely. <laughs> Please, I'm dying here. Um, how did we end up on a Fina coming out of MGF Samoa Joe Angle? Maybe it was, <laughs> a, maybe it was a super chat or something, I don't know, but I got my shit off. Um, but yeah, definitely swinging into more positive, positive territory. The main event Orange Cassidy and Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson and Claudia Castanoli. And uh, this delivered, man, he, he had the novelty. Because Okada got a huge pop because of course, and um, you know this was his Okada's. It's just it's cool to see him, you know. Like it's just he has like this. He has this like aura around him, you know. Um, there's just like there's this mood around him when people hear the coin drop, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's Okada, man. He's a living legend, and obviously it's a uh, it's a novelty to see him on American TV, so. That that element of it was great. We got like the stare down with Brian at the start and seeing them go back and forth was really cool and you know, just seeing him just sort of part of the match and just in the dynamite man event, it's awesome, you know. Um Brian of course was phenomenal in this because he's fucking the best wrestler ever. <laughs> Claudio was an absolute machine in this. Orange Cassidy I thought was phenomenal in this. Uh controversially, I honestly thought that Okada impressed me the least in from a from like a working standpoint in this, you know, uh, and that's not anything against, that's not anything against him because he was in there with uh, Cassidy had a great performance. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson, and Claudio just turned into a machine halfway through, you know. So, um, <laughs> um, and then I'm not saying Okada looked bad or anything. It's just uh, he was like the least impressive out of the four because I was really impressed by the other three. Um, but yeah, really great, really, really, really good main event, man. Great performances all around. And uh, he, he really, de- he really delivered a lot about what people love about AEW. You know, mm-hmm. all in that one tidy little main event. Um, I thought the afters was a little bit weird. They done like an injury angle with Brian going off the air, and um, he just he, he had like no heat or anything. There was just like a weird yeah. mood in the state in the in the arena, you know. And he just kind of went off air, and it was just like, okay, yeah, it was it was a weird vibe, but um. Charlie, what did you think of the man event? It was great, wasn't it? Oh, tag team wrestling is so good sometimes. I love all-star tags as well. So this was like right up my alley. And yeah, like you said, like Okada, like when he like wrestles on American TV, which like 
this is the first time he's done it for AEW, but like when he wrestles in America full stop, he just has so much aura and people are just so happy he's there. He hasn't got to do a whole lot and people can just wrestle around him and it will plug his shit in and it will still be great. So I have no complaints about the way he wrestled in this match. It was very funny, to be honest. But uh, I thought this was really good. The angle after was a bit weird, but Brian's just one of the weirdest fuckers in wrestling. So he likes those angles. Selling an eye, I guess, or like his jaw or whatever the his fuck jaw, he was selling. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. I guess, but if they're setting up for the Okada rematch, I will take whatever weird injury angle he wants to do and run with it. And um, does this mean Hook is in chaos? Because he ran down with him. Like, he made his appearance. So that's very funny to me as well. Yeah, and I hope we get that really a, lot of people, a lot of people surrounding the ring and in the ring when uh, yeah. at the end when it was like, all we got, like, going down. Rocket Romero was out there. Like, I think <laughs> Chris Statlander was out there. Like, there was a whole lot of people. Yeah, the, whole, the whole family was out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good time, good time, good time. Uh, Phil, what did you think of the main event? I thought it was great. I felt like this was uh, kind of like, hey, come if you want more Brian Okada and stay if you want a surprisingly uh, really good uh, preview of what Orange Cassidy and Claudio can look like. Because yes. I thought all of their exchanges were really, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. The counters in their exchanges were phenomenal. Uh, very much looking for, forward to their international title match now. Uh, but Brian, <laughs> Brian, for some reason, loves his injury angles. He loves to try and sell it as on an injury. I don't know why. Um, he's done this like two or three times now. Like, remember when he got his leg caught in a stage? Oh, and everybody's t- like, are, are you really hurt? Like, it. he he really likes working us up on these things. But that wasn't even the funniest thing about it. It was him <laughs> selling this thing. And, and Okada, in Okada fashion, just like yeah. shit talking him while he was doing it. And I thought that that was great. Boy... Let me tell you, buddy, when I said earlier I am a believer that Joe will be champion now, I am a full believer that that is going to be the Wrestle Kingdom match now. Okada yep. versus Brian at, at the Dome is happening. Very excited for that. Um, this is all, this is what I've, I wanted AEW to be when it first started. It felt like when mm-hmm. these guys first came to the States, like we're <laughs> going to get random stuff like Okada just showing up on TV unannounced. And, yeah. and we're finally getting it. So it's really cool. Um, I thought that this was a great way to end a dynamite that had moments that I wasn't thrilled about, but was very yeah. excited by the end of this uh, main event. Yeah, definitely an, an interesting episode. You know, we've, talking points which some were positive some were bad and you know uh some some parts of the show kind of happened some were things that i didn't enjoy at all but you know ended well tied it up well with this uh with this yeah. with this tag team match because all the reasons that we've just said so uh i agree absolutely with phil as well but i'm pretty locked in on uh brian versus okada at the dome um absolutely that'll be of course that'll be incredible you know um because the match at Forbidden Door was, he, he, he didn't quite hit like the bar that I think most fans no. set for it. But at the same time, like they still had a really good match out there, and Brian had like half his arm. So you know, um, it, um, in the dome as well. I think just seeing Brian in the dome, bro, like, it's gonna be crazy. You know, that'll yeah. be, but like, the way the fans reacted to the graphic, video you know? package of him. Like when they were first hyping mm-hmm. the match for Forbidden Door, they're gonna go crazy. Oh, it's gonna be so good, man! I can't wait yeah. for that. Yeah, he's uh very excited about. It. I I agree with Big Hero Chris in that chat. I think that 
the injury angle would have worked a lot better if we had Nigel on commentary because he would have yeah. been he would have made this a thousand times better. He would have yeah. been loving it. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Brian is selling his jaw after uh, he got hit with a pretty mean combo. You know, he got the orange punch into a rainmaker, so uh, that uh, mm-hmm. that folded him up. You know, uh, but yeah, great, great, great main event. One of the uh, one of the better tag matches I've done in a you know hot minute, really. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, AEW Dynamite, like we've all just said, pretty pretty weird episode. Um, some good, definitely some bad, some controversy. Um, yeah, AEW are just in an interesting place right now. I'm in a very interesting place right now. It's always um, it's always hard when you're the number two. But it's especially hard when the number one in WWE is flying the way they are, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah we can talk about the stock prices and the fucking, you know, the, the Wall Street stuff that oh, I, don't, I can't talk on, you know? But, um, you know, I, I, I can only judge off the fans in the buildings and the quality of product and seeing how happy the fans are with the product and they're ticking all those boxes at the moment and the flying in that aspect, which yeah. just makes it harder for AEW to fight against, you know? Um, yeah. I think this is like the, for the first time, well, not really the first time. I think this is the most I've seen AEW really losing the perception war with WWE mm-hmm. in four years. Like I feel like right now, WWE is like undoubtedly on a hot streak and they definitely look like, the, like they just look like they have more momentum. Of course, AEW has had four really good pay per views in a row, uh, but I just think it's the weekly shows that are giving people like reason to pause and not give them yeah. as much like uh, praise as they as they could get. Because, like I said, the pay per views are very good um, on sometimes minimum build, but man, sometimes weekly shows. I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, what? <laughs> this is the odd choice like why why we decide to go with this and and not this like but yeah. it is what it is this wasn't a terrible episode of dynamite it just had some choices that i was just like uh i don't know about this but all right yeah. i guess <laughs> yeah it wasn't like i enjoyed it for the most part there was just some things that have been, like the frustrations have been building for a while so it seems like we've just been shitting all over this episode it's not it's just a build-up of little things that have like gotten to this point and this episode was just it was the tipping point for some of them so <laughs> no, we, i don't we, hate we, we put over enough things the stuff, that was, the stuff that was good we, we yeah. put over you know i don't think we've i don't think we've even stepped out too far with any particularly hot takes no. you know it's uh a lot of stuff is stuff that you'll probably find elsewhere as well. You know, I wish. Oh, sometimes I wish I was. I, sometimes I do wish I was more original. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, Ibu is asking for a link, which is always pretty, uh, always pretty worrying because I believe he's mid shift. He's probably on his break right now. So you thought we had a lot to say? Just wait. <laughs> I haven't actually spoke to Ibu about. Dynamite. The only thing he messaged me earlier saying NXT with five women's matches beat AEW in total viewership. <laughs> Sorry. Hey man, I have spoken uh, to him a little bit today, but I was being mean to him. So, hey man, stop, stop, uh, stop sleeping on uh, big time Bex, man. Big time Bex uh, mm-hmm. turned things around over there on NXT, man. She's a, Gotta I, give her credit, I, man. Oh, she's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> Listen, man, I got I got killed for what I said about Becky that night. Killed. But I stand by my point. 
if you're looking at this current era of of women's wrestling for WWE, she's the best. She is the greatest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a lot of respect for uh, this uh, this recent Becky running. So even from the Trish thing, it's like. Oh, but yeah, they don't need to. They don't need to see Becky feuding with Trish every week on Raw and Trish no. wrestling matches and having shitty segments. And it's like, no, they don't. But like, when it came to it, Becky fucking poured her heart and soul into that cage match, and it the fucking cage worked. Match was amazing. Get, got a great uh, match out of Lita in Saudi Arabia. Like, nah, man. Get Becky her flowers. It's so good. Yeah. You should watch it. I, it, I, I feel like it's, it's probably the best show, best match from that card. Um, that was payback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did payback happen? Uh, that oh, was two, se- one, two, three yeah. months ago. Yeah, I was about to say that was September, right? Oh, that would be why. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Why I haven't seen it? Yeah, I'll catch yeah, it eventually. AW, uh, NXT, you know, um, people with AEW has always been the case, which I think has been something that. Uh, I don't. Know, I think. I think at the start, in like the first year and a half or so, like people were just tuning into Dynamite to tune into Dynamite, you know. Whereas like, mm-hmm. I think now it's very like draw reliant. Like people tuning for a match, people tuning to see mm-hmm. this certain segment, people tuning yeah. to see X Y Z. Whereas like NXT, they've really built like an audience where it's like we're watching NXT on Tuesday nights, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't. It doesn't matter if they put if they put five women's matches on it, and it's got like women that aren't particularly draws or green or whatever the fuck you know it's like people are tuning into nxc anyway because there's ongoing storylines and threads like you know you're going to see Melo, you know you're going to see bron breaker you know you're going to see Ilya, you know you're going to see you know these people so uh we have been joined by ibu ibu of respiratory back of hangman mid shift how you doing brother what's going on how's my sound can you guys hear me i mean we can hear you you would never forget us Oh boy, no! I got I got new headphones. I remember the last ones I had. Uh, nobody could hear me say shit. So I, I've been, I would talk to y'all on speakerphone. But um, yeah, man, kicking it. How's everybody doing? Yeah, man, we're good. We've just been talking about Dynamo. There was, of course, got got there was a couple rants, midway, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, we so we've done our talking about Dynamo. We're gonna talk about mm-hmm. Mister Phil Brook very shortly. Oh, so he might just be just in time, but. Oh, boy. You got yeah. any? Uh, you got any shit you want to get off about Dynamo? I know you done the. I know you you joined rest things earlier. You've been done a. Yeah, done I did. A spot. So I know you done a review earlier, but anything, anything you want to get off your chest? Uh, anything pressing? Not really. You know what I'll say though? The thirty minutes to max start of the show, right? My feelings on what I was consuming changed on like a minute by minute basis because. He's involved in a lot of different things, right? And I, I like some of the things, and I also don't care for a couple other things, you know? So it's like, he sets up the ROH thing with uh, guns, and I'm like, eh, that's, that's whatever. He's in the thing with the acclaimed. I'm like, eh, that's, eh, yeah. Then you have the Roddy Realtor stuff, which I just think is garbage at this point, to be honest with you. Like, I, I like, vehemently dislike wheelchair Roderick Strong. And I've had enough. What you got yeah. going on in the background, you do? What's going on? Does it sound crazy? Yeah. No, you just sound like you got a TV on. Fucking sound 75 or something, you know? 
I'm in the I'm in the break room and they got the Bucks game on right now. They're up forty to forty to thirty two on the Sixers. Let me lower the volume. I didn't I didn't realize it was that man. This sound is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, no. Nah, my thing is this: is it better now? Yeah, someone's talking in the background now. But you know. yeah. <laughs> Either way, the point is, like, so I'm Roderick Strong, right? Is one of the best wrestlers in the North America, and he goes to the he goes to the professional wrestling company and doesn't wrestle anymore. Make it make sense? Is that not insane? To you? Like that's just kind of crazy. He's, he's being insane to me, bro. He's he's, he's being like insane a, to me. He's like a 2018 Raw character. Like that's, that's crazy, you know. But um, anyways, uh, I like I like the uh, Kenny Omega stuff. When Kenny came in, the energy changed. Um, I'm honestly not mad. I, I've seen people have been upset about the fact that they're doing this match, you know, with like not that much build, and they're doing it on TV. I'm alright with it to be honest with you, because. Uh, if I'm being completely honest with you guys, where I'm at with AWTV right now is I just need things on a week-to-week basis that, like, I can care for when I consume the show, to be honest with you. So going into a collision knowing that Kenny's facing Max, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, let, let's just do it. Um, so I'm all for that. The, the Joe thing later with him is interesting. And it seems like a lot of guys are gunning for him. And I'm going to ask you this. Monty, what's the December AEW paper vault? Uh, World's End. Right. What historic pay-per-view in the past had a concept similar to the world ending that would air in December? <laughs> oh, I thought that was like a whole hypothetical. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was waiting for you to be. Come on. Y'all don't have the answer to this? Maybe, come on, man. It's, it's, you said it's like, World's Ending? <laughs> it's Armageddon. Right? Yeah. Can someone tell me what the main event of Armageddon 2000 was? Why are we playing the quiz? You show off. You've got, you've got all this background. You, you're quizzing us <laughs> about like, these. Besides, the, the, Armageddon. Just, you're quizzing me about 2000. Listen, fucking listen, wrestling. It, uh, fucking right. half one in the morning. <laughs> listen, the main event of Armageddon 2000 was a six man Hellenist Hell. And we know Max is a fed mark. I think we're headed to some type of multi-person match at World's End. And AEW has never done a hell in the cell because they've never put a roof on the cage. What if they didn't just gave it a new en- a new fucking name or something, like Final End Match or some, some shit? Please don't. Please don't. Stop. Stop. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> just, man. That name is the, awful. Yeah, I don't... I, listen, I'm not the name guy, you know, but the point is... I think we're headed towards some type of multi-person title match at World's End. I don't think Max is the time to one by one go through all these. <laughs> the Riddler is making a run. We do call him that sometimes, you know. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go back and see how I sound. But um, yeah, uh, the Max stuff is pretty interesting. I don't know what happened with Ruby Soho and, and Hikaru Shida. A lot of people are giving the shit to to Ruby. I thought she looked terrible in that match too, to be honest. With you. Uh, including the the last move specifically, like looked horrible. Like the way like the knee connected. So people are giving this shit to Ruby. I think the match is bad because the agent thing was poor, and they kind of overbooked it with like all the outcast yeah, shenanigans. It was very overbooked. 
Yeah, and it just wasn't performed particularly well on by either person. So that just didn't work. Um, I thought the main event was awesome. I was a big fan of the main event tag. And uh, this is going to sound like the most hipster fucking shit of all time, but I got more into the Okada Danielson stuff in this match than I did at their Forbidden Door match. I don't know why. I don't know. I just, when they got in there and like the electricity in the building came up and Danielson's just going so hard on this dude who's in like second gear, it just fucking rock. So, big fan of that main event. Big fan of that main event. I thought Max versus Juice was good too. I, I like that he worked it with a sense of urgency and, and desperation and anger. That match is That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. And and then there's this bunch of stuff that I don't. I'm not crazy about like timeless Tony. Like, we we've, we've discussed this before. I think she's jumped the shark a bit to be honest with you. You know her. I don't really need to see her come out and like gyrate on the on the stage. You know across from Cheeto uh, while she makes like Monday Night Raw faces. You know, and the camera cuts back and forth, and she's like, oh, this is strange. And, and Tony's just like, la, 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 la. And they're like, you know, it's going back and forth. I'm like, this is awkward, man. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> like, I don't know what this is anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love that, like, she's she's clearly having a lot of fun with this. But uh, if we could make this fit more into a, a wrestling context in the context of I want to win championships, I'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's basically what was like, Why is it making me more interested in watching a wrestle? Because even if, really even, if, not, even, if <laughs> even if the silent films kind of had like pointed towards that, you know what I mean? Like if the silent films like furthered something that, that she was trying to oh, get. She recruited in, Lou for this week, so. I mean, yeah, I guess. But like <laughs> you know, at least, at least when Darby does his little vanity things, right? Like he'll like he'll have some guy wearing like a freaking picture of the guy he's targeting like on his face you know what i mean we do stuff like that but if we're just doing our little side projects and putting him on the show then what's stopping AEW from putting ethan page's toy vlogs on dynamite you know so think about it that way you know uh but yeah you know it was a cool it was even though i just ranted about a lot of stuff that i just you know whatever in the moment when i was watching it i had a good time with that this this sounds like us because we went into an entire Young Bucks rant for this fight. What are the Young Bucks oh. doing right now? What is going on with the like, What is happening? Hmm. If I speak, well, yeah, yes. Yeah, I don't want to hear your opinions. What, what? <laughs> I've really, uh, we've said no. I'm you get spiteful oh, about it as well. Char- Charlie yeah. was on the brink, mate. I think I ended it with maybe I don't like wrestling. <laughs> Yo, Charlie, when we were doing <laughs> every week, when we now 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 that there's a there's a, a chat for the the match ratings, somehow like subconsciously, I take these way more seriously now. So like, Jamie sends us the list. I try to watch everything on it. Some matches yeah. try to twice over. And what happens is because I'm trying to watch everything, I always hit a wall where I start watching a bunch of stuff that I don't like. And so, and it's like, I, I'll go through two, three things. I'm like, oh, that was kind of mid. That was kind of mid. Is wrestling just bad? <laughs> it happens every week. It happened last week. I was going through like yeah, that battle. Of- real spiteful. Yeah, you do, you do, you do. Everyone, everyone has the moments, but. Mm. Yeah. Ibi, you're getting too much heat for your audio right now, so we're gonna have to. Uh, all right, all right. no, wait, wait, no, no, wait, wait, I can fix this. I'll just go on speaker. Hold on. I don't 
What's gonna fix? He was like, "No, nah, you guys are not talking about punk without me." <laughs> okay, am I am I better? Testing one two. Back Marginally. I'll let the chat decide. Uh, people who have been complaining about Ibu's audio very quickly put a yes or a no on whether Yo. we should keep him around. Someone said that pork clip was running over people. <laughs> look, 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 look. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot. You know, it, 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 it is better. It, it, we're getting less background noise. Yeah, this is yeah. a lot better. Yeah, this is this is better. Yeah, okay, this is better. You could have um, told me but, I sounded crazy. I would have just took it off. We did. Oh, we did. <laughs> what, what do you mean, bro? Um, all right, so let, let's talk about what we got here while we wrap up this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Sim Punk did an interview. Sim Punk did an interview. Today is also his birthday, so God bless, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was actually surprised to see Sim Punk doing an interview full stop. It was with, um, was it 670 the score, uh, 670 the score, whatever, however it's announced. Um, of course, he was asked if he was going to show up at Survivor Series. Apparently, there's been a lot of fan chatter about it. So, you know, uh, has he got anything to tell the fans? And his answer was, they're asking if I'm going to be there. I think it's sold out. I think the tickets are hard to get. Uh, tried, to, tried to play it slick. Um, did, you, did, you, did you hear the audio of it? I did. I did. Like I said, he oh, was so trying, trying to play it slick. But... He, he, he paused. He paused for like, set, like 10 seconds. And then made that answer, and you could hear. I'm good at this. You could hear him smirking as he's like, "Survivor Series." Oh yeah, I mean that's like sold out, right? That's like, isn't that like sold out? I, mean, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, people, I don't think it means anything. I don't, it hasn't made me think he's going to show up anymore. I don't think it's made it's made me think he's going to show up any less. But uh, a lot of people have taken this as you know what. Uh, well, he's saying something nice about WWE. He's definitely showing up, you know. And it's like, well, you know, we. I don't. I don't think that's what he was doing at all. If people read it as him saying something nice, I don't think that's what he was doing. I think he was having a laugh. I think he was having a laugh at people who think he was going to be there. I don't think he's going to be there. I think people are like, oh, of course he's saying that because he's going to be there. I don't think he's going to be there, guys. <laughs> did, did you guys yeah. catch him saying that? Because um, they were like, are you going to go to WWE? And he was like, he's like, <coughs> sorry, fuck. I'm joking on my stir fry. Oh, anyway, when he was um, saying Larry's injured? He said Larry tore her. He said Larry tore, tore his dog ACL. And that as a father, he should be caring for Larry right now. <laughs> dogs don't have ACL. Oh, well. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know? so, so, Twitter, Twitter did investigating and they're like, dogs don't have ACLs. <laughs> He's so unserious. What a funny guy. I just. Oh, yeah, he was popping himself. You know? <laughs> At this point with CM Punk, if he shows up somewhere, he shows up. If he doesn't, cool, fine, whatever. I just don't care anymore. Have yeah. fun, man. Charlie, you know, you know, he was kicking it with Osprey at the Impact tapings. God bless. Love that for both of them. Why should I care? Hey, man. I, he he supposedly likes being backstage at the uh, Impact. He's playing Uno last time well, he was there. You know. Cool. I hope Connect- he enjoys TNA come January when he signs contract <laughs> there. I don't fucking know. No, I, I I thought the worst thing about this is everything I've hated about uh, anytime there's any punk drama. Um, I thought he gave a good clip quip back and it was funny. And then it turned into aggregation city and we had to see that quip a thousand times down the timeline. It's just like, guys, stop, stop, <laughs> cut it out, man. It's just, 
we we don't need it. We don't need it. We don't need overanalyzing it. We don't need it, man. There was a there was like a, a victory lap on the timeline from like WWE fans. Uh, and they're like, yeah, yeah, this, we we know what this means. And I'm like, oh maybe, God. but like, no, you don't. Mean? Doesn't <laughs> mean anything. <laughs> maybe look, maybe he does. Yeah, maybe he does show up, but the, like in this interview, Charlie, if you listen to it, he's just trolling and popping himself the whole time. You know. This guy hasn't had a serious uh he hasn't come out and said anything serious about wrestling since he got fired. And I think that's very telling. He has not come out and give he hasn't responded to anything. And so I don't know why anybody would read any of this as oh well, this means he's coming, guys. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I, 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 I do want to admit something. So I, I uh I did reach out to uh Phil's camp. And I just kinda asked, I was like Dogs don't have ACLs. And you know what was told to me? His dog ACL. Meaning like it's not necessarily an ACL, it's like a it's like a CCL. It's a it's a similar ligament for dogs. Stop. This is what was expressed to me. <laughs> so serious. Yeah, there's uh, well, a full said it's like, every, every time every every time. Every time there's a same, every time there's like a CM Punk interview, Instagram post story, you know, like people are just be, that's just wrestling fans are going to be wrestling fans are going to overanalyze it. They're going to look for clues. They're going to look for hints. They're going to hope. They're going to see hints that may not even be there, etc., etc. And um, I remember I can't remember. I might it might have been one of the Sean reports when they were talking about uh, the WWE. Basically, they're not, they're not in talks with him right now or anything like. That. So that you know, gauging the interest, see how much demand there is for him, and it seems like uh, that demand as we get closer to Survivor Series is only picking up and picking up. And um, you know, in, in recent years, we haven't had like the Chicago crowds doing the CM Punk chants in segments and stuff like that in WWE shows. But I think at Survivor Series, when Rollins is out there, or some <laughs> or at some point during the show. I think uh, I think there could be some CM Punk chance at this one because yeah. it does seem like the WWE universe is very much demanding to see Punk um, at Survivor Series. Never mind in general. Uh, I'm very much like Phil. I don't. I've never yeah, been entirely. I've, yeah, I've never been entirely convinced that it'll be Survivor Series, but I do think he will show up before or at Mania. So. Um, uh, yeah, I think the thing that really told me they weren't going to be there. He wasn't going to be there. The fact that. Um, it, we got we got those two things at the same time. We got the uh, Melter thing where he heard that they turned him down, and then we got the FIFO Select report kind of at the same time. And what that told me is, all right, somebody higher up at WWE really wants us to believe that this guy is not coming. And I don't think that was in a we don't want you to think he's coming because it's a surprise thing. Because I think if it's a surprise, they just wouldn't have they wouldn't have said anything at all. This read very much like guys stop stop. Stop thinking we're trying to tease towards this. Do not come to our shows chanting for this guy. He's not going to be here. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me, and I could be wrong. I can, I, can, I can tell you this. Very key members of the Raw roster straight up went to Paul Levesque and said, have you spoken to him? And Levesque said, no. And I can tell you that it is technically not a lie. <laughs> technically speaking. 
Yeah, it's very important to think about the wording when you're asking important questions, you know? Hey, so, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do think there's a very good chance that he's going back to WWE. I just don't think it's going to be a Survivor Series. Yeah. It's fair. Hmm. Hmm. Now, yeah, would be... I be mad if it was a Survivor Series? Of course not. I think it'll be the Rumble. That'd be very funny. I think it'll be the Rumble. I think it'll be the Rumble and the 11 match at Mania. You know? Um, I think that's where the Rollins match is happening? Hmm. Wish you could work like Steen, you know? But we can't. No, that's something I think. I was thinking, I've been thinking about this a few times. Like, with Punk, you know, like in recent weeks, there's been a lot of like face to faces that we've all popped for, whether that's like Jade and Charlotte and Becky, whether that's Kenny and MJ from last night, whether that was Rock mm-hmm. and Cena, whether that was uh, Roman and Cody. Like, there's been quite a few of them in recent weeks. And I was thinking, like, there's a few of them we've seen Punk, bro. Like, you've got Punk and Roman, you've got Punk and, you know, the Brock Heyman verse, you've got Punk and Steen. Owens, um, you got Punk and Seth. You've got you've got all these different people that like I know if I came face to face on WWE television, the the timeline would be full of the face to face, you know. Um Punk and Cody would be really fucking Punk funny. and Cody, you know, um WWE I would hate Universe. Everything would be, about it, but it would be know? really funny. It'd be very real, Charlie. Very, very real. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't. I can't do Cody at the best yeah, time. I mean, ca- I think co- punk, Cody, I and, Cody and Punk in a cage. You know? No, bro. Oh, that is not for Come me. On, this man. is why I don't Cody. watch WWE. Come on, man. Cody. Cody <laughs> cut his, his version of the Pike Bomb when he left AEW. Come on, man. Cody's counter promo to Phil. Cody's counter promo to Phil would be so verbose. You know, <laughs> <laughs> bro. He. He said in that promo at before he left AEW, I did everything that Punk claimed he wanted to do. Yeah, it's very funny. You know, if CM Punk was real, he'd just go to New Japan for a bit. I think that would be pretty cool. It'd be yeah. very funny. No, no, just go to Japan for a bit. He's got, he's got to go to WWE, unfortunately. I wrestle Finley. <laughs> I'm really pissed people. Oh my god, Charlie, no, Charlie, not funny. No, I I would burn the internet down if he ended up wrestling Finlay. Wait, if he what? I think it'd be comedy. We went there and wrestled Finlay. Oh my god, no. Oh no, he. I'll tell you this. He he genuinely considered doing a G one this last summer. Oh no, I don't need that. He 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 just thought that is a big stream. Yeah, he just thought about it. Dangerous. But yeah, Sam Punk, of course, is he's in the news again, which means there's more speculation, which means there's more guesses of where he or. When he will show up, you know. Um, you know what I will say? He he knows what he's doing when he like just posts on his story and stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course he like, does. Man, I don't like, think you're. Like, I don't think you're like <laughs> uncovering anything here. Like, like, like the, the previous two days, he's like, "I'm working out." I emoji. I'm working out. It's like <laughs> he could have. You could have just worked out and not posted anything. You know what I mean? But like, he knows people are gonna be like, oh, "He's getting in shape. What for?" Oh my god! <laughs> I think he's doing he's doing a smart thing because let's say, for example, let's say we live in a world where all the reports are completely true, and you know, there's WWE are just kind of tempering like people's expectations, hoping like making sure that fans aren't hoping to see him at Survivor Series, and they're just kind of gauging to see how much demand there is, you know. 
I think CM Punk, if that is the game that's being played right now by the two sides, I think that Punk is probably doing the right thing in kind of like not being like on his knees, you know, but like he's he's dropping, like you said, like the little Instagram stories, even little comments in that interview earlier. It's like you're not really saying anything, but like the fans that really want to see you and your biggest fans, like you're giving them a bone, you know, like you're giving them a little yeah. something to kind of like drum up speculation around and do all stuff. So uh, I think he's actually playing it pretty smartly at the moment. You know what's my favorite reach that I've seen on the timeline? He posted a, a – it's a thing from a comic magazine, right? And it, it's from a magazine because this didn't happen in an actual book, but it was Dr. Doom. And Dr. Doom mentioned, like, Superman, Batman, and the Joker. And people were like, is, is Punk calling out Cody, Roman, and Seth? <laughs> I was like, get the- Oh my god. No, stop it, man. Wrestling fans are so silly. Uh, I think I think the biggest reach I've seen so far was the one this past Monday. The Shinsuke promo. Oh yeah. And, and uh Shinsuke said something along the lines of like he's looking for a, like, looking for someone to set him free or something like that. And that oh. kind of lines up with some of the lyrics of Cult of Personality, you know? Oh, my God. Uh, that was up there with the Rhea, Richard, uh, Rhea coming out and saying, I need to get something off my chest. And they were like, oh, it's the pipe bomb. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, this is a pretty, like, common thing to say. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. My, my, my favorite one was uh, a few weeks ago, Roman Reigns looked at John Cena and he said, John Boy. And you were like, nobody is calling Yeah, yeah, that's another, big, that's another one, bro. That's <laughs> another one. Just a huge reach, man. Stop it, man. Um, people oh, are hoping, man. man. People are hoping. Uh, the demand is definitely there. I think it's safe to say at this point. I know, like, there's some people, there were some detractors as well, like, trying to, trying to say, like, you know, like, the, the time has passed with Punk, you know, like, with how things terribly went with AEW and the ending there. But, uh, you know, that's completely untrue of what I've seen over the past few weeks or so because, you know, like I said, the demand from the WWE universe just keeps ramping up and ramping up, the speculating and the reaching of all the examples we just mentioned. And it's like, even just like little things up, bro, like that tweet I did the other day when I was like, would Punk and Osprey be enough for you to watch TNA? Bro, about 80% of the people replying was like, bro, Punk's, Punk alone is enough for me to watch TNA weekly in 2024. So, you know, there's still a lot of power and a lot of uh, a lot of cash in Mr. CM Punk, which doesn't surprise me at all because... I would I, I would give Punk TNA four weeks if it's bad. Like, if it sucks, I give, I give it four weeks. If it's kind of good, I give it, like, two months. If it's beast, I stick around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it, it probably... I don't, obviously, I think that's close to impossible to happen, to be quite honest, but... If he did end up in TNA, I do think he would do good shit there because I just think he's got, uh, you know, he, he's got himself into trouble, and you don't, cause he don't span across everything in life. But I think he's just got a brilliant, brilliant wrestling mind. So, um, uh-huh. you know, Mister CM Punk. Uh, anything else that you guys want to touch on before we get out of here? We need to wrap this up. I want to ask. I want to ask Charlie a question real quick. Hello. <laughs> I'm I'm saying big if here because like it's probably not happening, but like let's just say Will Osprey like a fucking meathead was like two year contract with TNA, you know? 
are you upset at that or like like how would you react to that? Um, I do think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because like, um, because he's still gonna be able to work whoever he wants because it's not like Impact have like fucking it's not yeah, like WWE can't yeah. So I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world because of the way they do their tapings as well. It would suit his schedule really well. So I actually think TNA like is a pretty viable option for Osprey, but no one's outbidding Tony Khan. So I don't think it will happen, but I actually don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world if he did sign with uh, Impact, TNA or whatever. I think it'd be pretty fun, to be honest. But do fucking two years there, yeah. It'd be cool as shit. Have a few matches with Alex Shelley. I'd like that. Great. What, what, what if he did what Monty is quietly, deeply, and darkly hoping for, which is five years? You don't know what I'm hoping for. <laughs> well, yes, I do. You don't five, know me. Five years, three million a year with world wrestling entertainment. <laughs> um, I would respect him for making the best choice for his career. And wish him good luck because I would watch him maybe six times a year when he was on a pay per view. You'd be on all of them. You would you would draft the most Charlie ass tweet about it too, where like it's so like neutral, you know? What I mean? <laughs> Did you see my um, my tweet when Punk got fired? That was like that's the best example of Yo, it. Like I'm you so, are so good, good at, these good at that. You are so good at that. Like I, I, yeah. when I see those Charlie, I run to your burner. Like just just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, the real way. tweets are on the bird, but um, <laughs> or on the podcast. I get real spiteful on the podcast as well. But no, if Osprey wants to go do three hundred days a year, I don't care. I'll watch him on pay per views. I ain't watching the weekly product. No much, no matter how big a fan I am, I don't like WWE as a weekly product. So one signing ain't gonna change that. Monty, see, um, like twenty twenty two, Charlie. Her tweets during AEW women's matches were the best thing of all time. She'd be like. <laughs> That was, that was pretty fun, you know, or like, that was, that was, that was like a fun, you know? They worked hard. They worked hard, you know? <laughs> Layla Hirsch worked hard. Oh, leave Layla Hirsch out of this, man. <laughs> I have... Listen, the way that I tweet, you have to remember, if I'm too candid in my tweets, I get people talking shit in my mentions for oh, days. No, yeah, yeah. So I just bad. get my shit off on podcasts instead. Because what they're going to do? Leave uh, comments. Oh, so I'm yeah, going to read them. Caught onto that, and I've gone too. I've gone too far. Like, so like on Montel, the you got too like far. I, I I don't tweet. Like I don't really tweet. I'm a personal account. So like, um, all my opinions just come out on the podcast. So mm-hmm. I should tweet more. You know, no, you try should. and build it's build it. I just tweet and mute. You that's the thing. That's the thing. Is like, like, like when, Go ahead. I do not. It's like I can do. I can. I'm. I'm a lot better than Ibu at least dealing with fucking just idiots in replies and stuff like that. You know, it's like people can say anything to me, and I'll just go you, about. You set that, me you know? up to get jumped on the weekend. <laughs> like, yeah, but that, that was a perfect example of it. I done a long tweet on the weekend on the main account. Probably should have done it on my personal account to be fair. But um, oh, I actually do remember. You that. Got, that so, you got, you got so many replies and quote tweets, and like then Ibu. I'll come back to my phone. And first thing I see is Ibu replying to people, replying to me. I was like, mm-hmm. I've been making dinner, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm good, bro. I, I can is... tweet, put my phone down, and not get triggered by people's replies, even yeah. if they're calling me an idiot or whatever the fuck. I don't care, you know. <laughs> it is a real problem, though, because like I have to mute these tweets, and I can't even have like general 
like civil discussions with people because I can't read any of the replies because 90% of it is just some foul shit that wrestling fans yeah. have to say about women. So I just don't read replies to my tweets. So if you ever like reply to my tweets and I don't reply, I'm not being a dick. I just haven't seen it. I'm be being honest. a dick. Um, <laughs> and on that note, before we go down the long, dark oh, rabbit before hole. Before we talk uh, about how women are treated in this space, let's not do that. Yeah. I touched on that earlier. Yeah, the, the very <laughs> long, dark rabbit hole of wrestling Twitter and all that sort of stuff. So before we get down that, we should probably wrap it up. Um, but yeah, AW Dynamite, we spoke about Punk's latest interview. There wasn't really too, too much else. Um, uh, Cincinnati. No, Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio is one of the front runners to host the 2024 Royal Rumble. That's fucking nasty. That is so nasty. Oh, dear. So, anything else news-wise that's came out? I don't think. There's just the interview... Um, and obviously oh. there was, you know, the ratings discourse. Dynamite yeah, got beat out by NXT in the viewership, but Dynamite won in the demo. Well, they weren't head to head, so there wasn't no winning or losing. But NXT had more viewership this week. Um, I, I have an extremely minor scoop from the camp of Johnny Gargano. <laughs> yeah, All we right. can we can end on that, I guess. We sure. Need to get out of here. Wait, I have something to say about Oscar as well. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you say, Charlie? I have something to say about Osprey after, but get your shit off about Johnny, whatever. Johnny wrestling. Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Johnny wrestling. Uh, you know, he 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 says uh, he says that uh, DIY is going to debut a new theme on Monday, and he swears, he swears, it is a banger. This is what he claims. He says it's really good. He right. he swears on it. <laughs> Listen, man, if uh, I tune in and it's just like one of those bad WWE like mix-ups of uh, Rebel Heart and uh, No One Will Survive, I'm yeah, never no, going to forget I'm going to be you writing a stern letter. I'm going to write a stern letter to Ibu and the WWE for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie? Osprey? Yeah, real quick. Osprey's facing Gabe Kidd in December, and that yeah. is like one of the biggest Brit Rest matches like still left to run this year and I'm very excited about it and I think this actually I think uh, Gabe Kidd's going to be in, in this match because of they're both New Japan talents and we all know that Osprey's basically already left New Japan at this point it's like the writing's very much on the wall so and I'm going to be there and it's going to be very fun and like I think that show's just going to put Rev Pro on the match even more on the map even more because people love Gabe Kidd at the moment and Osprey's Osprey so Good shit. Yeah, Kid's had a really good year. Um, yeah, he's he's got himself like back wherever he needs to be, you know, because obviously he stepped away yes. for a minute and all that good stuff. So he's he's back where he needs to be. Good momentum. He's uh, all half of dollars. Monty sends drone tweets on the WP account <laughs> and let you take the heat for it. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't tweeted, bro. Saying anything, saying that I tweet anything drone like it exposes yourself. Like the replies to some of that tweet did, you know. Because the tweet was about both sets of fans. And it was like more the AEW fans that took more offence to it. And it was just kind of like, okay, and, you know. So, uh... They took it as you telling, like, splashing water in people's face and going, What's wrong? What? Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's, very, it's about both companies, you know. So, it's like, don't... He's all right. You're a, you're a good regular. Don't expose yourself, brother. Uh, Dwight, speaking of exposing yourself. Um, Yo. <laughs> one night in the <laughs> Hey Phil, would like to get to know if that 
would love to get to know you if that's okay. No, I'm good. No, I, I'm, I'm so good. <laughs> Monty, if you could understand the magnitude of like what's happening with Dwight, bro, like I wish there was like a. <laughs> Like if you can, I, like, I, can't, I, can't, I don't point grasp I don't grasp the entire magnitude because I think yeah, you don't understand the but magnitude. I do kind of, I, I do get it you know yo <laughs> Dwight imagine an iconic athlete Monty of like the two thousands <laughs> I know I know I know yo, Dwight put this video out trying to explain himself today <laughs> that was some of the wildest things I've heard like him like basically saying verbatim like. It's nobody's business where I put my wood. Like, yo. <laughs> what? <laughs> yo, wait a minute. What? Like, I don't think it's, the issue is where you put it, Dwight. I just think whether it's consensual <laughs> is the issue. But yeah, I feel you, bro. Monty, what makes it crazy is like, there's been decades of memes of people making jokes about this, and it was all confirmed. And it was like, God damn, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funnier before it was true, like, you know. Yeah. What <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Oh. Uh, Ricky Starks, what ninety nine? Not doing the voice, but Ibu Papu, you left your cardigan in my room again. Cardigans, crazy. I don't wear cardigans. Um, mm. But yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. We're actually ending. We're actually wrapping this up now. Please like the video. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Appreciate all the super chats as always. You guys are great. We have a great live chat. Um, and uh, yeah, one last time as well. Like the video, people. We need you to like the video on the way out. Um, yeah, it only takes you two seconds if you're already logged in. If you're not logged into a YouTube account, you need a YouTube account, you know? <laughs> um, make a YouTube account so you can like and subscribe to WrestlePurish you know uh, help us out it helps us so uh, again Phil as always it has been a pleasure appreciate when you come on Ibu you need to meet yourself You're sending me crazy um, <laughs> yeah as I was saying Phil appreciate you coming on it's always great having you on as a guest uh, yeah, still, you're still classed as a guest, you know. You're still classed as a special guest <laughs> co-host, you know. We get you on every, like, fortnightly or however often it is. It's always great to have you. You fit in just great with us. So, it's always awesome. Charlie, as usual, my regular Thursday co-host. We caught the team. <laughs> Ibu, your audio, no camera, you know. You're, not, you're just terrible professional, you know. But like people like, people like you for some reason, you know. So, mm-hmm. we, we, we have to pull with this shit. You know, um, I honestly should have tweeted the link out to pop a number, but I was like, nah, let me not, let me not, you know, let me just, let me just keep it chill today. You know what I mean? It sounds like he's running through Times Square or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, we're, that's us. Uh, thanks for watching. One last time, please like, subscribe. Thanks again for the super chats. And, uh, we'll be back. Uh, I don't know, just keep a, keep a look on the Twitter page, possibly tomorrow, possibly Saturday for Collision, possibly Sunday for Face Off. We'll figure it out and we'll look at you on the Twitter page. Peace. Mm-hmm.